Welcome back to episode 111 of Warrior's Den. Today's cast is Jacob Hogue. Now, as some of you may know, this is not always about martial arts, but also interesting people who we can have awesome dialogue with. Now, Jacob is a lover of philosophy, Catholic theologian, and previous student of mine. He is currently studying for a master's degree in theological studies and has his own podcast and entertainment network where he theologically commentates on politics, culture, and religion with cringy millennial twists. That's his words. You can follow him on Apple Podcasts and YouTube at Good Sheep and on Instagram and TikTok, though I give him some words for the TikTok. Anyways, at Good Sheep 94. He has also investigated himself locally in favor of Vancouver's Freedom Convoy protests. So if you're listening elsewhere in the world, uh, I'm sure you saw about the Canadian protest. And, and if you want to check his weekly coverage on that, uh, at BC Border Alliance, if you're listening to this in the far future, uh, that may or may not still be a thing, just some thoughts. And I'm keeping this short today because it is a long episode and we are all over the place on a variety of topics. I apologize for that, but as you know, my name is, my brain name, see, is all over the place on these topics. To give you an an, uh, idea about Jacob and what we talked about, here is a little clip of the podcast where we talk about protest, politics, religion, and philosophy the day after Russia decided to invade Ukraine. Fun time. So here's a little clip from the podcast before we jump right into sponsors and the episode. Enjoy. I would say, please, the first thing everyone should do is to really sit down and think about what makes you, you, who are you, what are you, what does it mean to be you and to fulfill those things? I think freedom is, is essential for that. Um, and you need to hold everybody who puts themselves above you or whoever you put above yourself, uh, to those standards of allowing you to be exactly who you are, because it's exactly who they are. A human being. Thank you for listening to the Warriors Den podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Urban Tactics Karmaga, turning lambs into lions since 2013. If you like this podcast and our content, make sure you support us in the many various ways you can. The easy and free ways start with liking, subscribing, following, and leaving a positive review wherever you may be listening or watching. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram at Urban Tactics Maga, and Twitter at Urban Tactics KM. You can also follow us on YouTube and Rumble at Urban Tactics Maga. Another great way to support this podcast, as well as our other content, is to check out our blog at www.utcamblog.com. Here you can check out our weekly curriculum, our various blog posts, and general ideas about Kramaga and self-defense. For those of you feeling generous, you can also click on the Support Us tab and send donations our way so we can continue providing the awesome content you love. And for those who would like a little more for their money, you can check out www.utcamu.com and learn Kramaga and self-defense online as we teach it at our school. You can check out the various levels of curriculum with monthly or annual subscriptions and learn Kramaga so that you too can walk in peace. Small disclaimer, UTKMU is meant to supplement your regular Kramaga self-defense or martial arts training in person with qualified instructors and is not a substitute for in-person real training. And for those of you who want to look as good as I know you feel, you can always check out www.utkmshop.com where you can check out 
and buy the latest UTKM merch from us. Warning, wearing UTKM merch will not turn you from a lamb to a lion. To start your transformation from lamb to lion, you must start your training journey today. Stay consistent and never give up wherever you may be. Side effects of wearing UTKM merch may be chronic bouts of kicking ass, feeling good, and learning to walk in peace. And of course, if you are in the Metro Vancouver area, come train with us in person. Sign up at www.urbantacticskm.com. I would love to help you on your journey from lamb into lion. And now, back to the episode. Krav Maga is not just a self-defense system. It is a way of life. Warriors Den is a podcast for Kravists, fighters, martial artists, warriors, politicians, and general citizens. Consider this. The society that separates scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. Lucididi. Your host, Jonathan Fader, talks to guests in an open and uncensored format about their fights, their philosophies, and their lives. No topic is taboo, and the conversation may start in one place and end in another. As the quote suggests, you cannot separate the warrior from the politics and the world around them, as a true warrior must be a student in all forms of art and science. Listening to the Warriors Day. Warriors Day, brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga, turning lambs into lions. So, welcome back. I am here with uh, Jacob Hogue, a former student and a proud member of a small fringe minority. That's right. How are you today? I'm doing well. Um... There's a lot happening right now. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, uh, we are recording this the day, the morning after Russia attacked Ukraine. Yeah. So there's some his- historical context. Well, what's the date today? February 21st, 20th? It says how much I know. 24th. 24th. Wow. Okay. I was way off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can get, we're going to go long on this one, but yeah. let's uh, just start with, cause I like to give some context and yeah. uh, cause you were for unfortunately a brief period of time. Yeah, a I was. Krav Maga student. Uh, what originally brought you to Krav Maga? Well, what originally brought me, um, so I had gone through a kick of uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm scared because there's no pop filter oh, here, yeah, frankly. Yeah. So I'm afraid of making all those pop sounds. Yeah. I, I have an audio background, so that's what I'm that's what I'm afraid of. This thing is amazing. It cuts a lot of stuff out. Yeah, so. yeah. I could go in on the Zoom devices, but I won't. That's not what we're here for. Um, <laughs> so I had gone on an art of manliness kick. Mm. Actually, uh, <laughs> fell in love with that blog years and years ago. Um, it was about maybe seven years ago that I that I got really interested into that blog. Um, and it, I loved how it laid out just this, um, layout, this criteria of foundations for what it means to be a man. Mm-hmm. Right. Because in our culture, at least in my generation as a millennial, it's like, well, you're not really taught all of that. There's stuff. no such thing as men. No, exactly. Right. And so I just got really into setting my priorities straight. Like what, what do I want to be as a man and how does that life look like? So it started a lot with. Um, just getting my diet in order, you know, I did keto, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, making sure I'm sleeping well, all this sort of stuff. Um, but the first real thing that I wanted to train myself on was, was strength training. Mm-hmm. So I started with strength training, progressive, um, um, overload, right. The Mark Ripito starting strength 
stuff that 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 kind of thing um and i was feeling really good about it i was getting a good routine going there and so i thought okay well this is this is good i'm making progress i'm not quite at my strength goals yet but i'm i'm loving the vibe here (laughs) and so uh what's next well i really wanted to learn how to fight because part of the philosophy of being a man is being able to protect and provide and like let's start with the essentials right get rid of like all of these comforts we have in western civilization like if all of that fades away what can i do can you live in a hole and fight off a bear no i couldn't at the time (laughs) i still couldn't frankly (laughs) uh so uh that's why i did some research into what uh, martial arts or fighting uh practices were the most efficient in doing the job I wanted to do, which is protect, right? Mm. And just from my research, I found that Krav was a incredible foundation to build. I had plans, you know, after getting a black belt or something in Krav, I was going to go everyone does. BJJ and Muay Thai. It's a, a, everyone does, right? And yeah. so um, I just looked into, uh, and I really, and at this time, because of my um, religious background, mm. I admire Israel, right, as a Christian. I admire Israel. Uh, I've, I've been I've been following the IDF, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to find like because I knew Krav originated yeah. in 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 that country, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I wanted to find someone with experience, someone with that background, right. and that's uh, how I found you online. Oot. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's how I joined you. Right. Um, and uh, pretty restricted in terms of the schedule of at my level mm-hmm. of. Uh, I think it was only like two days yeah, or evenings. Unfortunately, that's yeah. still the case. Yeah. Well, we have more classes now, but it's uh, Vancouver is an interesting market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you've moved. You're out of where you were on East Hastings now, right? No, no, no. No, you're still I there. I started there. Uh, it's a friend's gym. Okay. Uh, since uh, there used to be two owners, now there's one, and uh, still there. And Vancouver is a very expensive city, and Kravaga is not being the most popular thing because apparently most Vancouverites still think you don't need to learn to defend yourself. Yeah. And then the athletic people are drawn towards competitive stuff like jujitsu, which I don't blame them. I do jujitsu; it's yeah. super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's there has never, to my knowledge, been an overly successful Kravaga gym in this city, and mm. it's not just about marketing or location; it's about demand. The demand's not in this city as compared to other people. I suspect it's going to go through the roof mm, as yeah. uh, crime is weirdly going up in this city yeah. for reasons I'm not entirely sure. And Lockdowns, man. People are going crazy. Yeah, it could be. Mental health is probably. And yeah. also the tension in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked about it on the podcast before. I had some people coming in who are not the same ideological minds as yeah. let's say us we're not identical by any means but yeah, yeah, yeah uh and they start hearing how i talk about violence and the reality of you know culture and all this stuff and mm-hmm. and they just like you can tell they're yeah. bleeding heart liberals modern yeah. bleeding not because i you know i don't like that term too much because classical liberalism is fine but yeah the modern stuff is lost its mind and they just yeah. leave because they're like, Oh my God, he said mean things. Yeah. No, people are so, this is what I'm issue. I'm having with so many people, even close people. It's like, we're so used to the comfort that it, we, we associate comfort with human rights. Yeah. Right. It's like these, these comforts and these luxuries that we have in Western civilization, we see them as inherent to our, experience as human beings and once someone like you yeah. like that's part of the reason why i love coming to your classes was because um of the things you had to say yeah. i found ourselves very uh, philosophically aligned in a lot of ways and just you woke us all up to 
you know, this, this is what's going to happen if you defend yourself mm -hmm. in Canada, yeah. you could get arrested and you could, you know, go to court. Right. Mm, it's yeah. like, these are the realities. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and these are the things that people, most oh, people nowadays don't think they about. don't even want to hear it. No. It's still, you know, I, I was talking, uh, who did I, I was talking to a couple high profile Israeli Kramaga guys in the previous episodes of Kafir Itzhaki and, uh, uh, Yaela Elishar and, um, it's just like the perception of what Kramaga is globally is it's got a bit of a black eye and there's a lot of misconceptions and people mm. think like in Kafir's case, he was talking, he, he was in one of the hardcore units and he had head trauma mm. and he took out from that unit, the insane drills they used to do. Well, people see those drills and it's used to promote Kramaga, but the reality is when you bring science into this, you can't get that kind of head trauma all the time and kick the shit out of each other. It's not practical and you get same or similar results without training that hardcore but you get people walking in the door they're like why are you talking I'm like because you're probably here for three months yeah and you need to know principles and concepts because mm -hmm. you're not going to be here long enough to get good at the techniques that's just reality mm -hmm. people don't want to hear that mm. that's the truth mm. uh but because you know part of our modern culture is we've been uh swept up in this if you believe you can do sort of yeah. there's truth to that but there's also a lie to that and the whole like be happy and the duh. well when you start hearing about well actually humans need adversity to survive and you need to work within what your, your like sort of bell curve of where you're at as a human and i've been talking about this stuff for a long time but we've just the pop culture has been sold this fluffy bullshit. and uh when you tell people the truth about hey if you weren't a champ when you were young it's not impossible to become a champ when you're old, but let's think about this for a second. And it does happen, and we all look at the exceptions to the rules, but that's the exceptions to the rules. And everyone thinks they're the exceptions to the rules, until, yeah. but they can't, they haven't shown anyone they are. Yeah. So It's it's funny how these progressive types, um, what did you call them? These these cry, crybaby liberals? That's what I call Ble them. Bleeding, bleeding heart, liberals. heart liberals. It's a term no one uses anymore. They, they're, yeah, they're... they're they're so adamant about the science yeah. um, and yet they're so willing to deny simple scientific facts like um, men have a Y chromosome yeah. and that, that produces lots of testosterone now, and other biological factors yeah. and so forth. Contextually, right? uh, Jacob is a devout Christian. I mean devout. <laughs> and historically, I have trouble with devout religious people, but Jacob, you're such a wonderful person who's oh. open-minded. So it's like, I am. yeah, super easy. <laughs> Modest too, um, and you believe in the science, and it, yeah. it just shows you you can do both. With, yeah, I mean we can get in the weeds on that one later. But yeah, it's, uh, oh, well, let's do it. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's interesting that the ideas that people have in their heads about other people that yeah. are patently false. Yeah, and I'm guilty of this myself too. And and if you have conversations with people, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like not comment section, exactly conversations. Like I made a decision a while ago during COVID. I'm not engaging in comment section on social media mm. <clears throat> and I'm doing what a friend of mine does. He just puts stories, just the stories. And I had a, a that's a, what I've been doing yeah. actually. Yeah. It's much more enjoyable use of social media and, and I, it's only there for 24 hours. It goes away. Yeah. And, well, yeah. Like, yeah. and I had the revelation it's because those, not so nice people who think they're right are only commenting because they want it permanently there and they want other people to see their virtual signaling and they want other people to see how smart mm. they are or what stances they are. The moment you take it away from that public forum and they have to DM you, they're 
crickets. Yeah. And especially someone like me or you, I'm sure you have the same thing. It's people know they DM me and I don't agree with what they're saying. They're going to get like a book. Yeah. And people can't keep up yeah. with that. So they're like, it's I'm this, not dealing no, with No, seriously. <laughs> and it's because I bet you take every word that they send you seriously. Right. Like that's the pattern yeah. I've noticed yeah. is that when someone messages me or comments on my post or something, it's like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to every single word you say and I'm going to address it and respond to it. And what I find is that oftentimes if it's someone who disagrees with me on the far other side of the spectrum, I'm not owed that same courtesy. It's just all oh, generalizations, blah, 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 fall back on talking points, et cetera. Mm. Well, in my, in my observation, and I'm bad at this. I talk down to my audience sometimes and the world, it's not good, <laughs> but it's, it's difficult when wherever you are in the world, if you have a wide and somewhat deep, I'm not that deep, but wide knowledge base on a wide variety of topics, mm -hmm. you can draw from all of that yeah. to talk about one thing. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people lose you when you draw from multiple topics. Uh, COVID is yeah. actually a really interesting example because we listened to one type of expert. Well, the experts we were listening to were master administrator media people, not master researchers or this and that right they're become experts in, in in administrative stuff medical administration which is not the people we should be listening to um they ignored the economists they ignored all these other experts that we're supposed to be listening to because if you pigeonhole into one thing it you don't get the broad hey you're gonna damage this hey you're gonna damage that no we're not we have to do this and it got so narrow-minded for response course then we find out it seems that hail hydra is yeah. my new thing yeah honk honk right yeah oh yeah that one mp <laughs> canadian p said honk honk which is a classic trucker thing yeah hail hitler and it's yeah. like what is wrong with you i laughed i i there's things when, that you there's certain things you hear that are just so outlandish it's yeah. like i can't even be offended by that it's just funny to me regardless of whether what's I've learned this. If you're only going to stick to talking points as a politician, regardless of what political party you're in, you don't deserve to be there. No, no. At this point, because you're not taking your constituents serious. You're not taking your fellow parliamentarians seriously. You're not taking anyone seriously. And either you don't know anything, which means you're not qualified to be there, or your party platform is full of shit. And yeah. you don't want people to find that out. Yeah. You know. And I and that's on both the right and yeah, the left. Absolutely. Um, I would say slightly less so from the conservatives. At this moment. At in this time. at this moment in time. Yeah. But what I was did you watch any of the Senate debate? A little bit. Uh my wife was glued to that and I'm just like maybe chill because it was giving her a panic attack. Well, but... the number one difference I saw in, yeah. in that <clears throat> was that um the leader, I think he was the leader of the CSG. First of all, I didn't know that Senate's actually had their own kind of yeah. groups canadian senate right? is weird it's super weird but the, the the csg is so there's the i the independent senators which yeah. create like the bulk of them they're supposed mm. to be quote neutral. unquote neutral which they well, historically have historically been have been but so. trudeau's placed like over 50 percent of them yeah. right so yeah. anyways that aside uh the csg the canadian senate group is this also, you know, self-proclaimed in the middle, mm -hmm. nonpartisan group, but they, they, they solely were created because they didn't see true diversity in yeah. the ISG, yeah. right? So, and what I noticed is that the leader of the CSG, he was, I, th I forget his name, Plot, we're, we're Plop, something, <laughs> you know, but anyways, he, um, he actually had lots of 
nuance and yeah. no talking points. Like yeah. actually went into like Details. legal philosophy yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, this is the first, first of all, like our senators, you know, if you're, do you have any Americans listening? Oh, lots. I actually, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. just pause it there. I'll take sure, a step sure. back. And of course, if you know more, cause I'm not yeah. that, uh, knowledgeable and the, the, the legal definitions did but yeah uh, you know we have a representative democracy in canada yeah. right mps uh the popular vote does not matter from the purpose of the system mm -hmm. though it should be an indicator like conservatives had the popular vote last time so when people argue about the popular vote in canada or america i'm like sorry not how the system works right but you should look at that and be like ooh, that maybe we need to be less partisan um, so you you vote your MP who hypothetically is supposed to represent your constituents. Now, yeah. here's the thing. As a representative democracy, no matter what form it takes, because it can be like a republic, it can be uh, a senate, uh, I don't know all the names, but it, it can be that. And they're supposed to do two things, simultaneously prevent mob rule because the public doesn't know certain things. Yeah. So that's where they're supposed to step in and be like, I'm not voting for that. But they're also supposed to represent their constituents. Yeah. Now, what's happened in Canada and a lot of um, a lot of countries around the world is the MPs don't really represent the people anymore on most topics. No, they vote with the party. Yeah, they and, represent their party yeah, leader, which I despise <laughs> as yeah. a hardline stance. Like it makes sense yeah. if you need to get stuff done, but when the conservative leadership in the past, liberal leadership now, hundred percent. Uh, NDP, I don't know where they're at. These are the political parties in Canada are saying you must vote with the party or we're kicking you out. I think yeah. that should be illegal. I think you cannot yeah. get kicked out of your party for voting with your constituents and they need to stop. I agree. Because it creates this thing where the party leader, now uh, special interest groups only need to get access to the party leader. Party leader tells its people what to do and you don't vote against because it's political suicide in any most countries to become an independent person. Now, it's happened in Canada where there's independent MPs but they're extremely popular with their constituents. Yeah. They're strong community leaders, right? So you have your MPs and, and mostly they vote. Then we have the Senate, which, and I'm my details may be wrong in this, but one of Harper, the conservative prime minister for a while's biggest quote scandal yes. was he was trying to get rid of the Senate. And this was partially because Canadians were like, why do we have unelected people who are appointed? Our Senate is appointed making, doing nothing. They were literally not showing up, not doing anything, getting lifelong pensions, yeah, not getting involved in anything. They would yeah. greenlight anything that came through and the few senators were, that were there. And so they censured Harper and it's like, ooh, a big scandal. It's like, no, no, no. He was actually doing what people said is we don't want a Senate that's doing yeah. nothing. Now, yeah. since then, the Senate's kind of got off its ass and it's starting to like show yeah. up a little bit more and they've actually... I'm glad we have it because they actually have checked Trudeau's power a couple times yeah. now. Yeah. And uh, the idea, by the way, and this applies to, this used to apply to the idea of uh, in, in universities, what's the word, when they get indefinite pay for... Oh, tenure. Tenure. The idea behind tenure or an appointed person is that you can actually, it's easier to be nonpartisan because you're not worried about the election cycle. So right. his, that is, a, it's a legitimate argument. Mm. So for tenureship, it's, you get your tenureship, don't have to be worried about uh, uh, getting fired or being controversial. You can research whatever you want. And that's, it's valid uh, if you've shown to be a consistent person. Uh, the prom problem with some of the senators now is they're being appointed uh, partisan, like one of the BC senators, an Asian gentleman who was accused of having Yon, serious yeah. ties to the Communist Party, and people are oh like, really? I didn't know that. Ooh, Crazy, you know, like what 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 Communist Party of China? Of China? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, he's okay, pro okay. pro 
pro yeah. China, okay. which I think, as a senator, you need to be pro your country first. Yeah. End of story. Um, so now, historically, the senators have been somewhat partisan, and that's why you saw more debate because they're not going to yeah. lose their job. Yeah. I think they have to quit. They have to quit. They can't just mm. uh, be pushed out once they're appointed. Yeah. Um, so it. They are there. There is a retirement age. Like they're, yeah, they're supposed so. to retire. Yeah. yeah. And I think this, which the U.S. desperately needs. Yeah, maybe I like I like a lot of the things that the U.S. system is like. Just the fact that you vote for your House representative yeah. and your Senate representative yeah. and the president. So you're voting for three people, as yeah. far as I understand. Um, and whereas here, you're voting for one person who, by proxy, selects your country's prime minister, who gets executive powers, and you have no say whatsoever mm -hmm. in the Senate. Uh, just the, the the prime minister just nominates and is appointed mm. by by the governor I had a... right which in my opinion is actually Harper's was one of Harper's greatest failures sure he wanted to get rid of the senate yeah. good on him but he couldn't so what should he have done before leaving he should have filled the vacant seats we yeah. had so many vacant seats yeah. and that allowed Trudeau to just fill them up himself yeah. right well i you know for those who don't know Trudeau invoked the emergency power which a lot of legals like non liberal crazy people most legal experts in this country said what, what the hell you did doing? you just yeah. do and that's unbelievable not okay. and it, and after he re denounced it the other day he said oh apparently we already had laws i could have used to deal with this which we were telling you from the beginning yeah and so the suspicion is that he was told the senate's going to vote it down yeah and so politically he basically or the senate is a bit cowardly in my opinion because they don't like voting things down they're just like Take a look at this again, and they pass it back down. Right. They don't outright say no to this. We're well, not the process is this. normally to to do that as part of the yeah. process, right? Go, to rewrite this thing, take a look, blah blah blah. But they do it in a like, basically, we're not going to vote for this, but we won't publicly say we're not going to vote for this. Mm. So hey, uh, rework this, and usually, usually that's the end of it. Bill mm. C. Tanny's trying to shove through still the the internet censorship bill or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I looked into I that one. I just don't think it's going to pass. No, like, yeah, um, hopefully not. Sorry, I lost track of where we were. Well, the the thing I want to say about the Emergencies Act is it, yeah. it doesn't matter at this point um, if it works out. Because there's so many different theories and, and ways you could go out uh, about analyzing the situation we're in, depending on what side of the opinion you're on, right? Mm. If you're someone who is in favor of Trudeau, if you're like, if you're part of the liberal cult. Most thinks, of them are actually not in favor for him, just the policies, <laughs> right. to be clear at yeah. this point. Well, if you're, if you're in favor of it... Um, Oh, now I'm losing my train of yeah. thought. <laughs> but if you're in favor of it and it's you, you think, oh, it was it was a perfectly established thing. He was in his right. Um, but now we have uh, powers essentially or or, or um, the, the, the deputy prime minister wanted to have some of these emergency powers put in place permanently. Hmm. Right. And so now this sets precedent for. What else can the, the 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 what else can the prime minister in the future um, call an emergency yeah. act for, right? Yeah. And if you're and if you're in my favor, well, it, it's it can go one of two ways. Either this exposes the absolute corruption. Oh, his government has already been exposed. This is yeah. why I'm so shocked yeah, yeah, yeah. he's still. In, I wrote a bunch of senators. I'm like, yeah. I, I wanted to make this clear that this person in charge in in most other countries would have would have democratically been removed from power. Yeah, I'm not saying overthrow the. It's democratic. You guys have the power. The Liberal Party has the power to remove him from themselves. It would cause a vote of no confidence and an election. But in that case, if the party removes him, he's gone. Mm -hmm. And to me, the, that's the only chance the Liberals have at this point. If they, as a party, remove their leader, yeah, they can do it. Yeah, and or you vote in no confidence, which 
this is one thing more than ha Canadians hate than anything. It's an election. Canadians yeah. hate elections because for us it can happen between uh, 18 months and four years, it's, it, depending on how the politics is going. And why uh, allegedly uh, Jagmeet Singh, of the head of the NDP party, voted to agree with the Emergency Act was that quietly behind closed doors, they had rigged it to be a vote of no confidence. They didn't tell anyone else. Mm. So that it was basically, if this gets voted down, it's a vote of no confidence. So Jagmeet Singh being, I think he's a coward, quite frankly, oh, yeah. instead of publicly saying, I'm voting this down, and this this government who has no respect for this public, every time he doesn't get what he wants, he throws a tantrum and calls an election. It's disgraceful. I cannot in good conscience vote for this. And I'm letting you know that it's on Trudeau that we're having another election. He should have yeah. done that. Instead, he voted for it. And allegedly, I've heard rumors that the NDP have had it with him because he's a weak leader. Well, have you, how, are you into conspiracy theories? Well, define conspiracy or, theories. Or, or conspiracy realities, right? Uh, so, like, there's this whole thing now about Klaus Schwab and yep. the World Economic I Forum. I don't think that's right? a conspiracy theory. No, when not Klaus at all. Schwab has publicly said We've what he penetrated said. the half yeah. of our cabinet. That's right? not a conspiracy. And you theory. can just, it's so funny. So I did my own digging just yeah. casual. I'm not, a, I'm not like an Infowars guy or anything, yeah. but like I went on the wef.org website. They're saying what they want. And it's guys. just, it's right there. But what's interesting is you can go into all their sub pages, right? They have our member, uh, well, members, quote unquote, uh, you know, partners, organizations, blah, blah, blah. Or, but you won't find a, uh, really easily accessible, like here are our persons, our personalities that have come in and graduated per se from our group. There's no page like that. What you have to do is you have to manually, I've, at least I've had to manually Google mm -hmm. Justin Trudeau Duck World Duck Economic For Forum, Duck right? DuckDuckGo is or, or DuckDuckGo. Yeah, actually, it depends. On my phone, I haven't switched to DuckDuckGo, but on my, on my Safari, I've, I'm used DuckDuckGo. Um, anyways, um, and, and that is the only way where you'll find a wef.org slash partners slash Jagmeet Singh yeah. or Trudeau, right? Yeah, or, that's something other yeah. people don't know is when the liberals in our country or the Democrats in the U.S. are screaming about foreign interference, I'm sorry, stop, to stop working with yeah. privately yeah. special interest groups yeah. as a politician. Yeah. We need yeah. to stop that because all these... How much funding have we received from China? Well, Trudeau's, Trudeau's <laughs> prior to getting elected from 2000 to 2016, and this is public information, not conspiracy. It was published in the newspapers in Canada. His Trudeau Foundation, which is how they do it. They go through the foundations to skirt uh, election laws and campaign financing. And this, these loopholes need to stop. If you're running for officer, you're in office, done. You have no interaction with foreign interest, anything. I don't give a shit. Well, no, 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 shut up. No. Because it's just too easy for them to be corrupted. From 2013 to 2016, when he got elected, it went from no foreign donations to two-thirds of the foundation's income mm. in three-year period. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. So, and nobody seems to care. Canadians just don't seem to care about the corruption of their leadership. Yeah. And it's insane. And and it, it really is on us. Like, I have spent most of this time under... Uh, Trudeau's quote unquote um, democracy. Yeah. Um, you know, not being mad at him, not being upset with him. Well, I've been upset the whole time. Well, I had a panic attack when he got elected. Well, really, which, I, which time? The first time? The first time I saw what he was going to do. Well, his quote that his admiration for China's dictatorship because they can turn the, art, the economy on a dime, that was the day I became political, actually. Yeah. I was, I think I was 20, 21 years old, yeah. something like that. And I was not political before that. That was the day I became political. I'm like, that, I, I could see that's not right. Yeah. 
But but the, my problem is is with our fellow our fellow Canadians um, because we're the ones who elected him. Mm. We are right. We 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 all as a as a people as a nation like we give politicians that power right. And so what I and what I find is that this this is why the real work happens on the ground with all of us speaking our minds mm. and and engaging with each other in, each other in conversation because we have a real crisis of values of yeah. priorities so we you and i were talking about this earlier this week and this kind of the thread that i see common throughout all the subjects that we're talking about uh, on this episode yeah. is is this issue of priorities prioritization yeah. what is the priority here in terms of politics what's what is the main let's start with the fundamentals like yeah. what is the basic job of any authority mm, yeah. whether that's whether that's you know a, your parent or your boss or your, or your government leader like what is the foundation of that well the, the 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 first priority the first priority is to make sure that the people underneath you are able to live as human beings yeah. because what what are we before we're a son before we're an employee yeah. before we're a canadian right we're human being, yeah. right? So what does it mean to be a human being? Well, I think there's lots of things that come into it. So we, what we have to do is we have to strip away all these different layers of clothing, really. We need to get nude with philosophy and, and, and values here. What are you before there's government, before you have a job, before you're a parent? What, what does it mean to be you? Hmm. Well, it means that you have, you have free choice instinctively like you just as a human being unless you're sam you're harris who's like you have no free choice right 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 I think he's so nice. right well there's there's some true i mean there's some scientific yes, value there yes. right yeah, um yeah, you know yeah. we're driven by we're driven by emotional responses yeah. chemical chemical reactions in our brain and so forth yeah. but um I, I i have a more spiritual uh, approach to that yeah. right where i think i think those two work together but nonetheless i think what we have we has we have the freedom to to choose what we want to do okay we have the freedom to take care of our health how we want to we have the freedom to use our maneuver our bodies in ways that we want to i would say and this is a great example is that there's a limit though to that freedom where you don't infringe upon other people's freedoms so that's where i'm getting at here is that if you're in a position of, of authority your first primary job is to protect those inalienable rights that's why we call them inalienable rights um, I think what's interesting about Do we in Canada though. Well, here's the thing. Here's what people don't notice though about the charter, and I can't quote it word for word for word, but it does articulate in some fashion that these rights and freedoms we have don't come to us from the charter. Hmm. They pre-exist the charter. The charter simply exists to defend those rights yeah. and freedoms. And, and that for we those have. who don't know, Canadian Charter Rights and Freedoms is like our constitution. It's like the constitution. Although it was written in the eighties because apparently we like the Queen too much. And yeah, so yeah, <laughs> of so, England. Yeah, and um, and speaking of like speaking of like um, the constitution right now, or, or or to put put this into kind of our situation of the context of an American listening yeah. right now we have an because our charter was written in the eighties mm. and in, and because of our COVID uh, restrictions <sighs> mandates and so forth we have the last living drafter oh, yeah, yeah. of the Charter of Rights Ryan, and Freemans uh, Peckford Peckford yeah. um, who is suing the government so it's like one of imagine Americans one of your founding fathers. Yeah still around is watching what your government's doing infringe upon your second amendment rights. And I right, listened right, to an right interview now. of him with Jordan Peterson and yeah. he was like, cause what they'll try to argue and what they're doing in the States is well, like, you don't know their intentions. Like I helped write it. Don't yeah. tell me what my intentions were. <laughs> like I know what our intentions were. 
so it's it's a, a serious thing and I, I wanted to sort of just a little tangent there a second because you know if someone's only listening to this because i'm sure you're going to share this and people who've never heard of me will listen to it is i don't know i mean i'm very politically as, as people who know me know but mm -hmm. you know a lot of my guests i just talk kramaga i just right. talk self-defense i right. just talk martial arts and sometimes we branch in some people are not comfortable talking about this and a lot of people so this is my perspective is that you know don't talk politics and religion oh my two right? favorite subjects right yeah literally uh, and i can talk religion with some people like you i have no problem Sweet. with but a lot of people i'm I like i'm that. not i'm not talking to them about it because they're just like i almost punched this hasidic jew once in israel because oh, really? he said the reason we won wars was because angels stopped the bullets i'm like fuck you you know how many people wow. got shot like wow. you psychopath like right, right, right um but anyways it's that if we take it back to a broader thing of like inalienable human rights one of those things is the right to safety and security through mm -hmm. self-defense mm -hmm. now if we yeah. take uh maslow's a hierarchy of needs right safety, right. security and yes. love and belonging it's all at the bottom and without those it's hard to be a, a, yes. a stable human being and so and then tie into that being a jew and a lot of jews i just i don't get along with jews because i think they have become elitists upper class mm. removed from the average person okay. in north america so i i don't share the same perspectives with them mm. is that you do talk down to us, though. Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> um, that's a John thing, mostly. <laughs> uh, so you people don't want to talk about this stuff. And to me, it's like we're not living in little 150-person villages anymore, no, guys. No. And even if you were, guess what? You mind your own little business, and you didn't know that the barbarian tribe is coming down yeah. because you don't care about the rest of the world, and you're dead. Yeah. And so from a self-defense perspective, for me, it's really important. You don't have to go into the weeds, but you need to have a basic understanding of what's going on politically in your country and your neighboring countries. Mm -hmm. Imagine being in Ukraine right now and being like, I have no idea what's going on, and then boom, jets are flying. Yeah. So for me, part of self-defense, it's understanding the world around you and different opinions and different perspectives and cultural values and political ideology because you need to be prepared. The Jews in 1930s Germany that keyed in real quick got the fuck out. And they lived. Mm, yeah. And the Jews that said, no, everything is fine. Society is working great. Da, 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 no, they won't go to the next step. Dead. Now, you know, uh, when you make the, I think it's, you have to be careful with the words you use because people get really like, if you use the word Nazi, it's very triggering. Right. Now, first of all, I don't like everyone just throwing around the world Nazi personally. No. I compared recently the, as soon as they implemented these lockdowns and the passports, I'm like, we're going into the Nazi yep. realm now. Yep. Now, I said Nazi to be inflammatory because that's me. Yeah. But I could have said fascist. Yeah. Because it is fascist. Yeah. And when we start doing that. And uh, people specifically just Specifically with passports. I wouldn't say yeah. with mandates, but specifically with passports. The pa with the, the othering of because people. Be it's the, because that's the part of yeah. fascism is you need to other someone yeah. and use government forces to uh suppress the other i mean communism does it too but if everyone is one group then there right. is no other so right it's a little bit different which approach. is what the mandates did yeah. right just mandates without passports essentially it just suppressed everyone yeah. right and you and, could say there was still another class of people where the governments who were not following these rules were kind of yeah. elite elite yeah. elitizing themselves yeah and so if we take a look at canada sort of back to what i was saying people yeah. like to be hands off yeah like leave me alone even the like you have to understand how much of a dickhead you have to be to get all of the conservative groups who don't always like each other together to protest like they did you yeah. have because normally conservative groups are like leave me alone leave me yeah. alone i don't want to do it like leave me alone 
And you see how when conservatives get together and protest, it's effective. When oh, left-leaning people beautiful. get together, it's just a bunch of crazy people screaming it's nonsense. It's ugly. Exactly. And, 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 and if people need to be more... It, the idea of civic duty and being politically engaged or at least informed. You don't have to be engaged because I honestly can't deal with a lot of the politician people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a conversation once with a conservative writing leader about Maxime Bernier mm -hmm. and why he should have won. And then yeah. you find out Andrew Scheer is WEF. Yeah. And I'm like, that makes total sense that they railroaded Maxime Bernier when he was running for the, uh, for the thing you know, of several years ago. But he's like, Maxime Bernier. I'm like, but I like his policy ideas. Yes. And they're like, doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. We, yeah. we can't have such a person in this place. And it's like, you do realize in Canada, increasingly, most conservatives are moving libertarian. Yeah. You realize that. And yeah. you guys are pushing what's called a red Tory, which is more liberalized conservative and it gets right. confusing because there's political ideology and there's political party mm -hmm. so actually that's a good place to add what to you do you can because there's conservative party of canada yeah. but if i go to the states they'll say i'm a conservative and i wrote republican so yeah. that's a little example of yeah. political ideology versus yeah. so what do you consider like what do you mean what's your definition when you hear conservative well it Conservative to me means right wing, and it and it means right wing values, uh, such as prioritizing first our fundamental freedoms and rights. Okay, before we get into the cushy stuff, and in fact, I, before the, the cushy stuff is okay. You know, all these social programs they're they're okay, but they come last after first um, fundamental freedoms. Then second is getting out of debt, being fiscally conservative. Mm. Uh, and then after that, okay, yeah, let's do social programs. So that to me is a conservative perspective where we're preserving these core values that uh, we're, we're conserving, right? Conservative. We're conserving these uh, core values of what it means to be Canadian from the past, right? We don't want to just keep, because that's the pattern of, of non-conservative, of liberal, of left of left leaning is it's literally like the reverse almost, right? They'll, they'll flip the switch. They'll say all of these social programs, they're human rights, yeah. right? Um, education, public health care. Yeah, it's, guess what? I know this might be hard to hear. I know not for you, but health, public health care is not a human right. Yeah. It's not. It's not your, you, 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 just by you being conceptualized in the womb, you are not obligated to receive health care from someone else as they work and and get paid x wage mm. right like, like that's not a human right and, and by the way <laughs> and with i'm not going to get too much into it i would much rather pay less taxes have less public health care and pay someone on the side to get better health care than i'm getting now yeah and personally it's, and it's funny to hear all of these um people freak out about mandates yeah. and, and 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 vaccination rates lose some weight yeah well, well what i'm getting at here is is that people are saying um we need to vaccinate everyone and or remove people from the public system of healthcare because they're putting a burden on our on our healthcare system obese people but now you're but now you're arguing for a privatized healthcare system yeah well that's right? why that that's <laughs> the, that's the thing when quebec said we want to tax the unvaccinated i'm like that's yeah. gonna, i was my wife was freaking out i'm like they're, it's gonna fail yeah because if and they if they do Thank that God. if they do that it just killed the argument for public health care yeah. in canada yeah and there are like bonnie henry is yeah. such a die hard lunatic on her stance about public health care mm. she has done everything to railroad anyone who doesn't like the health care system mm -hmm. when let's say at the start of the pandemic for example there was there's pro 
We have private health care in Canada, guys. If you don't know, there's private health care. Yeah. They just don't talk about it. Yeah. Okay. And you can still go to public health care if you want. Yeah. They, all the private health care clinics said, hey, if you're having trouble, at, this is early in, when the vaccines, like, we'd love to help you with vaccines. We'd love to help with over, overflow. And their response was, no. And it's like, aren't you telling the public that you're short staffed and don't have enough people and the private health care is offering their services? Yeah. Nope. Because then they admit that they are un incapable of managing. And by the way, I don't know if you saw locally the numbers, the highest that the ERs and ICUs were ever full was during the H1N1 flu, not during COVID. I didn't see those numbers. Interesting. Now you can, devil's advocate, say it's because people weren't getting COVID, weren't going out, that uh, that's the reason. But I think that's a bunch of nonsense. I think if the public had been moving around, you would have seen a quicker spike like you did in Sweden, and then it would have been over and that would have been done. And the healthcare system would have been fine. And the dirty little secret about public healthcare is when it's mismanaged, yeah, it falls apart. Yeah. And I talked to a lot of nurses and doctors off the record when they're open, they're like, the system's been broken for a long time. Right. And it's yeah. the administrators wrecking it. There's totally. nothing wrong with public healthcare, but when you run it the way they're doing it, yeah. it's a disaster. Interesting. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And you have to fight for your medical treatment now. Yeah. Well, to answer your previous question more precisely about like where I where I believe the conservative the real conservative lines are, yeah. I think it's with the PPC. It's with Maxime Bernier. It's just I wish he could organize better. And you've alluded to you've said this like what a what a dumb name. It's the stupidest <laughs> name. I'm sure it sounds better in French because he is French, but it sounds like a communist party. Yeah, and everyone's pointing it out. Well, the People's Republic of now Canada, right? <laughs> it's just, listen, man, this is yeah. why a lot of like political insiders don't like him because yeah. he's not very like clever with this stuff. And it's like, he's not good at winning over uh, people who don't already have these values. Right. So, and, uh, for those who don't know, I mean, Pierre Polivier has been all over the internet. He's a conservative MP. He is talking small government right now. But he still has to win the conservative leadership. Yeah. I'll vote for him. Pierre doesn't win the leadership race. I'm out of the conservative party. I'm out. Mm -hmm. And uh, because as much as you like Maxime, he, he, and I like his policies and his stuff, he's basically going to go to war with the system. Yeah. And it, like metaphorical war. A political war because he wants to get rid of lobbyism. He wants to get rid of these uh, dairy cartels, farming cartels. Yeah. And they don't like that because they're the, the money behind a lot of the politics and he'll got it. And so he needs to have better political machinery, which is the biggest complaint about him. He has no ability to organize and, and polit political machinery that how is he going to fight this thing when he can't even organize his own MP or his own representatives yeah. properly. Hmm. Right. So that's the criticism. But I think you will see if Pierre Polivier takes it. And a lot of people have written them and said, if you don't put Pierre in, we're jumping ship. Yeah. I, I mean, who else is going to... Unfortunately, who, who I saw some rumblings. Yeah. Uh, Jean uh, Charest, Charest? I don't even know who that is. Uh, that's dangerous. Yeah. No, he's, he's not a dangerous person, but it's dangerous to it's Pierre. It's a dangerous move. To Pierre. Okay. Because he was a former premier of Quebec. He can unify Quebec and he can unify the West because he's a respected political... I butchered his name. Uh, he... Uh, has done well politically before he knows the system 
and he's not openly saying small government like Pierre is starting to. So the machine of the conservative party would prefer someone like that mm, than true. someone like Pierre, who's yeah. a young upstart who can only oh, man can that guy argue and yeah. they will prefer a candidate like that and he's high profile yeah so all the staunch conservative party members want someone like uh jean charest or whatever yeah. his name is to run not pierre because pierre is going to shake the boat and ruin their pensions their little slush fund yeah. stuff yeah versus and maxime will really rock the boat more than pierre would yeah. so they don't want someone here's the thing guys the system's broken. Everyone knows it, including the WEF, yeah. who's openly saying, well, yeah. we can own for it. the system is broken. Fiat currency is broken. We've run our debt. We are totally screwed. We want to change things. Everyone is changing things. All these people like sticking diehard flag, the system, the system, the system. I'm sorry, it's broken. Everybody knows it. The question is, where are we going with our next phase in system? Mm. Well, decentralization seems to be the key. But how do you maintain power in decentralization? You have a brainwashed populace. Yeah. That's where mm. the elites want to go because they want to maintain their control versus everybody else wants full de city-state decentralization, which works now with technology. And these p entrenched party members, these entrenched bureaucrats, the, what are they called? The shadow... The Shadow Caucus? Shadow, no, 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 no. That's a Canadian thing. The, oh. That's legit. Shadow Caucus is just the, like the opposing cabinet. Members. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the Deep State? Deep State. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. These like are people shadow, that exist, that, yeah. that have their yeah. entire life has been in government, and they don't want it to change because they lose their cushy jobs when you decentralize yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so, and so what I was saying is that when you realize the monetary system is failing, we can't just keep going into debt. It makes everything worthless. And... When you realize that the elites on one way are trying to go one way and the, say, hardcore Bitcoin maximalists are going the other way. Mm -hmm. Well, what the elites want... Have you ever seen the show The Expanse? No. It's a great show. It. Oh, it's an amazing show. Even if just for entertainment's sake. But it, you might like it because it, it, uh, it has some interesting philosophical questions. Is it on Netflix? It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I got rid of Netflix, yeah. so... I don't go that hardcore with politics. I'm like, I'll watch stuff. But, um, and uh, on Earth in the future, in this world, the, the majority of humans live in a handout culture. You basically okay. exist. And okay. you get minimum basic income, and that's it. Yeah. In order to do anything, even a trade, you have to apply to a lottery. Some people get lucky. And get in early. Some people will get lottery just to even get a trade in their 50s. You're basically existing as a human in just above poverty line. And yeah. then you have all the elites running the show and all the people who even just have a trade and have a working job. Hmm. And that I see is the model that these elites want to move towards. The because you'll, own, you'll own nothing. And you'll be happy. Yeah, yeah, that. But right? why? It's because as technology, and it might have been in just an unintentional thing, as technology replaces the human need to work, which it will eventually, um, you know, there's an argument, well, technology begets more, more jobs and more technology to a point. There's always a point. Well, if the population keeps growing and growing and growing, even now, 80% of the population effectively does 20% of the work. 
Yeah. Uh, you get, you'll get to a point, let's say you have, they say we're going to max out at 12 billion people. Let's say it's 12 billion people and technology does most of the blue collar work. Literally, what, is, what are people going to do? Yeah. They're not going to do anything. They're going to have nothing to do. And a yeah. bored population is a dangerous population. Yeah. And so how do you prevent this now massive group of the human population that has nothing to do? That's why I think they want to push the metaverse because it'll give them something to do. Right. What do you do with these people? Huh. Some people are going to be like, oh, they'll do art. No, they won't. Right. Oh, they'll do philosophy. Have you talked to some yeah. people? No. no, they won't. No. And so how do you prevent the masses who are jobless from losing their shit and overthrowing the top like they always do? You brainwash them. Mm-hmm. and you control them and yeah. you micromanage their lives. Yeah. And that's where they want to go. And this yeah. is not conspiracy. This is, okay, if you listen to the tech people, what they're saying, if you listen to the economists, what they're saying, you listen to all the people and all the different things, mm-hmm. this is where they're going. Yeah. You need to listen to all, you have to become a deep expert almost in yeah. all of these, like you were mentioning at the beginning. Yeah. And it's like, uh, oh, Bitcoin, this, I'm like, hey, guys, the the tech bros want 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 crypto. Guess what? We're going to crypto. Yeah. Which one? Uh, oh, and guess what? By the way, the governments want digital currency. Yeah. Which is basically crypto, but owned by them. Yeah. We're yeah. going in that way. Yeah. This is happening whether you guys like it or not. I don't yeah. care. You don't understand. I still barely understand it. We're moving in that direction. Yeah. What we are seeing now, you know, I'll listen to like there's a news breaking points. They're center, center left in the States and they're very good. Except they're like, culture wars are bullshit. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're not. Mm-hmm. Because there is a very, we're at the point where we can't agree on what direction humanity wants to go. I think the idea of a one world government is failed. I think it's impossible. The, the universal algorithm doesn't work like that. Right. I agree. The decentralization. Hey, Vancouver wants to be its own independent city state. Great. Surrey wants to be its own independent city state. Toronto wants to be its own city state. And maybe all the regions around it want to be their own little state. Let them. Oh, but that what that does is it destroys big government. It destroys, destroys these one world governments. It destroys these big organizations that want to control everything. But it's a more productive way. Because guess what? We just realized that economically in COVID, you send all your manufacturing to China. Everything shuts down. We're screwed. Yeah. And it shows you why decentralization is a point. Every little area should be as reasonably independent as it's able to. Obviously, some places don't have certain resources. Well, that's where you have trade. That's where trade comes in. But as much as you can, grow every region, grow your own food. Figure it out a way. Yeah. Sustainable population. Everyone has something to do that's productive for them. Yeah. And then whatever you are lacking, you can trade with other regions. Mm-hmm. And if increasingly stuff becomes information-based, then an isolated little region has more ability to trade than ever. Because even if they get embargoed now, physical goods, they can still somewhat survive. It gets more complicated, yeah. obviously. But people are like, oh, I can't imagine that. I'm like, listen, this is what the people at the top on either side are pushing for. It's who has the power in the end. And this is what we're seeing right now is the, uh, my joke was, so Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Told five people or so, I don't know, there's a list of less than 10 people, let's say, who actually knew about uh, Order 66, kill all the Jedi. He's a handful of people. He's a master Sith Lord. 
he could kill that many people pretty quickly without them realizing what the hell is going on. Klaus Schwab has been running his mouth on the internet. Oops, cat's out of the bag. They probably actually needed another 10, 20 years of quiet. And they would have pulled it off. Oh, really? Yes, because you have to do the whole world, or at least the West. Yeah. Right? And because they're running their mouth, because they got so egotistical, it's like Hillary Clinton running her goddamn mouth too much. Yeah. And people start looking into stuff. I didn't know what the World Economic Forum Neither was until Klaus opened his mouth. If you had told Back in, me... when was it, November? Yeah. I, I didn't I, know what it was. Uh, I thought this was all just like conspiracy yeah, theory, exactly. nut job thing. Like, yeah. I'm not, I don't touch that stuff. You Neither know? do I. I stay away from Alex Jones. I don't yeah. like Infowars. He's blah, good blah, and blah, bad. Right? I don't listen to him because sure. it's just too much. But it's just, exactly. It's just like, well, I have plenty, I have so much more energy and time and mental power to put into other things. I'm not going to bother with that stuff. Right. Yeah. But it's like, now I see this, you know, guy, this bald dude sitting down and this audience of people and he starts bragging about how. Trudeau is, is he, he's put Trudeau. He's he said put, he's a he's good put, little boy or something. Yeah, good boy. Or, or Merkel as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, or in France and Germany and Canada and the UK and the USA. It's like we've penetrated, and he's and he specifically said, penetrated. Tru, 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 we've penetrated cabinets. half of their cabinets, more, more than half of their." Well, he cabinets. said we penetrated cabinets all, all all around the world, I think, and we have more. But than he did. Half. He yeah. singled out Canada. That should Canada. have been okay. We're doing it. It's one of my issues in yeah. Canada. The RCMP at any point can investigate a politician for uh, for criminal activity they don't because they don't see their they don't see their job as like well we don't want to be seen as overthrowing a legitimately democratic government it's like no 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 you're not right. your job is to investigate criminal activity if there's yeah. evidence of criminal activity you investigate. We need checks and balances, and to and execute not. those checks and balances. Even worse, in the in the states, the FBI is clearly compromised. They're clearly pushing an agenda that yeah. is not apolitical. Yeah. Now the RCMP are not like that, right? But they're just like we're not investigating politicians unless mm-hmm. like the House votes on it, and it's like no, 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 no. I'm sorry, you are there. The enforcement branch is there to enforce law reasonably and equally, and you're not doing that. That's actually one of the reasons why society is having problems, because the politically connected, the rich, are not being treated the same, doing crimes sometimes that are worse than what the average person does. Like, objectively, if Clinton, Hillary Clinton or Trudeau was a private business person getting caught doing all the stuff that they're doing, they would have been seriously investigated. Whether jail or not, probably not. They're wealthy. But they would have been seriously investigated. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, no, 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 that's conspiracy theory. And as time goes by, what's the difference between conspiracy and truth in 2020? Time. Six yeah. months. Exactly. Now it's three months. Now it's two months. It's yeah. like, I know people don't want to hear this. Like, again, same thing. I was, I'm not in conspiracy theory. And someone like uh, Tim Pool, you know who Tim Pool Oh, is? yeah. I watch him every day. Really? I can't. Oh, He's really? too speculative. Oh, really? He's too speculative. Oh, okay. Alex Jones, too speculative. Oh, I don't think, I can't, you can't, I can't stand Alex Jones. Well, he's crazy. But I love Tim Pool. Speculative. Really? I don't find him very speculative. He was wrong about so much. What was he wrong about? During the election. During the accusations of fraud during the Trump stuff. What was he wrong about? A lot of it. He's like, well, it, I'm not saying I could, uh, it may be. He it's does talk like that. It's like, dude, but, but you're no, no, not no. helping. No, but the thing I noticed about him, though, is he, no, he was um, taking people out of that mindset of like, it's, um, uh, it's that he, what I heard him say was that, no, we, we can't jump to these conspiracy theories because they distract us from these That's key correct. lawsuits. But right? how he talks. Okay. 
riles people up, mm-hmm. makes people. I stop listening to it because I'm like, dude, you either know or you don't know. I don't care about maybe. And this is where you do have to be careful when you have an audience. When you're talking, I'm a journalist. You can't do right. that when you're a journalist. And he has some good journalism. You're like, this is what we know. Yeah. Right? This is what we know. And and Ben Shapiro did a much better job. Now, he's a little bit cautious, Ben Shapiro. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm not going to say stuff until it's fairly clear. Yeah. I still think he's wrong about his stance on the vaccines. But. I agree. Uh, I think I agree. Well, based I'm on in the, the middle about based that. on the no, I'm not no. Listen, I told my like if you're old, yeah, you, t- you should take them. Yeah, if you're compromised, you should take them. Here's the caveat: the new data says this is totally on a different tangent. Totally. Um, <laughs> the vaccines are effective from preventing infection or uh, or not preventing infection from preventing severe issues for about uh, I don't know eight weeks to like like four to six months, four to eight months. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's not a vaccine. Right. So non-medical expert, if you're compromised, you might consider taking it until such a time as you get COVID and then you stop. Alternatively, the governments, by the way, pre-vaccine, the FDA and all those people found about, I forgot, eight or 12 different things that were already available that help. They're all off, off label now. That's the issue. Right. You send, like what that one state in India did, you send any vulnerable people. Here's a COVID test kit. Here are preventatives you can take that should help. Take a test, you test positive, you take the stuff right away. And if then after you can't, you go to the hospital. Mm. That's how you protect health. Yeah. You have two methods to protect health. Did you see what uh, Denmark is saying now? I think it's Denmark. Oh, right? they're going crazy well, now. Well, they literally just said, just just get everyone infected. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, with Omicron, Bill Gates with publicly Omicron. said, uh, "Unfortunately, Omicron is better than the vaccines." He said. He said that. that eh? He said that. Wow. He also said that the cloth masks don't work. Yeah. The mask thing to me, by the way, is is so weird because do you yeah. know how much literature was available on masks prior to the pandemic? I don't know. How There's many? over 70 peer-reviewed studies from around the world, okay. plus another 30 that weren't peer-reviewed. During okay. the pandemic, they did like three studies on either side. All of everyone seems to agree were all poorly done. Hmm. And the consensus is medical masks are barely useful. Right. Unless for like spit protection. Right. Interesting. See, the... N95s, they do yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To a degree. Yeah. To a point. Yeah. Yeah. But but you're not wearing to, an N95, yeah. and if you are going to wear it, you're probably not going to wear it properly. Nope. But here's the thing: is here's here's where I go. I, I, again, this is getting kind of getting back to like fundamentals yeah. here. Um, I sorry, at, we're at all the end over of the place. Day, we're so <laughs> out all over the place. But but the thing is, is regardless of what I think about the science or what or what the science is, let's imagine let's imagine this vaccine is a hundred percent effective, hundred percent safe for a hundred percent of people. Yeah. I'm just checking the time. Does that permit you to make a law that says if you are or are not vaccinated, you can't, you, you are allowed to do, you're allowed to make certain social contracts with people and other people are not allowed to make those, those, those social contracts. Well, so this is where it gets complicated. So, you know, I just hate this. This is a vaccine discussion is so ignorant because it's like to me and to a lot of people, a vaccine or a series of vaccines, I take it and I generally don't have to worry about it. Yeah. 
right? There are some that you have to take every 10 or so years or a booster like tetanus. Well, hey, a tetanus shot, you do not want to get tetanus. Right. Uh, you get you think you have rabies, you do not want it. You get the vaccine. For yeah. Now, yeah. they don't give that out to people just because, because that's a brutal vaccine to take. Other vaccines they, that worked and stopped this thing from being a problem, I don't see any issues with them. These are, these are things that have been tested for yeah. a long period yeah, of yeah. time. Now, even like, let's say the common one, the, the measles, right, for kids, it's like, hey, if you don't have the vaccine and there's an outbreak, your kid stays home. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, I mean, I, those vaccines seem, I don't seem to think there's any serious issues with those vaccines at all. Right. So I, I don't have a problem giving it to my future child. Yeah. But that policy is like, well, hey, there's an outbreak. So for your child's safety, just uh, keep them at home for a few days. And even with those vaccines that are more effective, more tested, more uh, robust and, and, and safe, proven safe long term, yeah. We don't have rules saying if you're not vaccinated, you can't do this thing. Yeah. Well, we you can't go to school at the outbreak. That's reasonable. Right. Because the whole point of vaccination is to get enough people vaccinated so so that the people who aren't can still live life. Yeah. Well, That's and, the whole point. You know, saw, it's not a permission slip. Yeah. I saw someone saying, ah, oh, herd immunity is going to disappear. And I'm just like, I don't think they understand herd immunity. Like they think because you can get herd immunity from natural immunity. Herd wait. Wait, 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 back up. Herd immunity is going to disappear. Yeah, that's what their statement was. If we I'm think don't get vaccinated? I think they're inferring that less people are going to get vaccinated across the board for a variety of things now, even though most people are not saying that who have a problem with the COVID-19 vaccines. They're not saying that. And I'm like, okay, that statement is just wrong on so many levels because now you're saying that people are outright against vaccines. You know who's against vaccines? Mm. Outright fucking, what's her face? The goop person. The who? Goop. Uh, oh, Gwyneth oh, Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. You want to talk Goop. about nuts? Oh my gosh. She's nuts. Oh, totally. Here's and... my vagina candle. Yeah. Smell it. Do you like, like that, Jonathan? That's a crazy person. Smell it. I definitely not. <laughs> um, but it's like, she's a diehard left-wing person. Yeah. Which hilariously, the studies all showed it's middle-aged women that were the most anti Really? Really? <laughs> who follow people like her. Wow. Um, yeah. It's just like this. First of all, herd immunity simply means that enough people have some kind of immunity against this stuff at any given time that it, if there is an outbreak, there will not be significant damage yeah. to the whole. Yeah. So what they were modeling early on with COVID was like, well, for this virus, we need like 95% herd immunity, which was true for some previous things. Mm. And they were comparing apples and oranges. These are both fruits. Yeah. One of them is an RNA-based thing that yeah. is highly contagious, highly mutates. It's very difficult to control. And one of them is fairly stable. They're different. Yeah. And they're confusing people because, unfor- and I agree, this is where I agree, the average public member is scientifically illiterate on yeah. all political spectrums. Mm-hmm. So the people who are super pro-science can lie to your face and you won't know it. Yeah. And the people who don't trust science don't know the difference anyway. And it's and and like you said, it's it's true on both sides. What I've noticed, because so I've been very active in these rallies. Yes. Right? Yeah, let's get to the rallies. Yeah. He's wearing the shirt. Oh yeah. So I I got all the merch. My bank account has not been frozen. Yeah. Um. So thank goodness for that. I didn't. I actually didn't contribute to Give Sango or GoFundMe because I wanted to contribute directly to local yeah. efforts. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, point being, um, so I've been at these rallies. Uh, some context for me, like. 
I, I'm one of those people who's not seen anything happen that's worth like getting out on the street and like protesting. Actually, correction. I there's plenty of things <laughs> that I would like to protest, but not anything where I would have people around me joining me protesting. Right? Like there's there's plenty of bills passed by this Trudeau government for over the last seven years. I'd be willing to protest, but not everyone's on board with yeah. me. That's fine. But this is the first time where like everyone is like on board. Yeah, um, it's a movement. It's a huge movement. Um, and so my whole life growing up, going to school, taking social studies, history, it's like you're you should feel guilty. You should feel guilty about being a white Canadian. Yeah. You're part of the problem. Your existence is racist, yeah. right? It's like, oh, sh shoot. Now, I grew out of that and I, I didn't agree with it. But the point being is that I never felt proud to be a Canadian. Yeah. And being at these rallies, the first rally I went to, maybe it was a month ago, the first Vancouver convoy rally. And for the first time, I felt that feeling that we sing about all the time in our anthem, patriotic love, right? Yeah. It was amazing. And Jacob's so, all about the love. I'm all about the love. The love, love is, love is all we need. Um, I don't know. Not, not, I'm not, I'm not sold on this. That's yet. fine. <laughs> well, I'm working on you. It's all good. Um, love is more than a feeling. It's, it's, it's a whole lot more. But that's another conversation for another time. The point being is that this is the first time I felt proud to be a Canadian. So I was like. Looking at what it is we're standing up for, what it is that is being fought for um, by all kinds of people, uh, all skin colors. I know I was I was interviewed on Global uh, that first. Uh, you were very proud of that, that. first. Valley, <laughs> uh, well, well, the, I'm not proud of it only because of what they used me for. They used me to to sh to run the agenda that this is still a mostly white movement. Right? I could have told you that. Oh, I've been in the kidding? media before. Yeah. Even in yeah. even. And just to hold on for a sec, yeah. even in where they're happy for what's going on and they're pro what I'm going on, I have never been covered in any media where they got it right. There was always yeah. a, an egregious error yeah. in their article or yeah. what they were saying that yeah. was easy for them to check. Yeah. Hey, email me before you run it. Yeah. Hey, Google properly. Yeah. Yeah. What you just in Israel when I went with the prime minister. They got my unit wrong. Oh my gosh! Which is so it's easy so to easy. check. And yeah. man, were my commanders pissed. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Well, the, and the reason for that is because media, their their whole occupation is based off just pumping out content, yeah. fast, 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 quick, quick. You have no time. As as my history in the professional world of film and television, yeah. do you there is so much effort going into filming and editing and then publishing even a five minute segment, yeah. you don't have time in the day. Where's your time in eight and t or 10 hours of your day to do investigation? Yeah. There's none. It's just, so how do you come up with a story? Well, that's just it. You just come up with a story and you find film and audio to fill it in. Like there's no other logistical way, realistic way to actually do investigative journalism. So, I mean, at that aspect, I'm actually kind of sympathetic to the to the journalist who works for CBC or CTV. Yeah. I know, it's hard to believe I'm sympathetic towards them, but it's because they're in that, job because they thought i'm gonna do journalism and now they're there and they're getting paid not doing journalism yeah the real the real jobs quote unquote that have them doing journalism actually don't pay a whole lot right unless you're tim pool or joe rogan or whatever right where they're just asking questions investigating blah 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 right so but they're not going to be that their only avenue for getting paid for doing what is called by the public to be journalism is by doing this film and TV stuff. Yeah. But so anyways, that's a, that's a big side note. What I want to talk about with these rallies uh, is that so many different kinds of Canadians, all different, 
on any spectrum you can think of, right? Gender spectrum, um, orientation um, spectrum, uh, race spectrum, religious spectrum, political spectrum. Even I've I've met previous NDP voters here at these rallies, mm. right? Um, I previous, met, not current. Not current. No, <laughs> um, I met man. I met two. I I hitchhiked down to the border at one of the more recent rallies. I hitchhiked down to the border with two like fifty year old Israeli, not Israeli, sorry, Iranian women. Yeah. Um, you know who who were little girls at the time of the uh the, re the muslim revolution don't be surprised in, in iran don't be surprised by the way if you get a knock on the door saying you admitted to hitchhiking which is illegal yeah whatever <laughs> uh it's all in acting this is a show get off my back big brother anyways um so i always thought like when whenever you see people like smoking weed mm. like in the states right like with joe rogan right yeah. it's like how does he get away with that well because it's they're acting. It's a show. It's a. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I figure they. Well, he's in they, Texas they now. It, he's right? not going to get charged with shit because the the governor knows him personally. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, anyways, with these people at these rallies, with all of the the diversity, what I've noticed is like, hey, we have what we what we have here is we have like a legitimate like, um, spectrum of demographics that represents like all of Canada really, and what that means is you're going to get a couple of really dumb people. A couple of really intelligent people, and mostly everyone is completely average, right? It's it's the bell curve, right? Um, and so, what's going to stand out then are the people on the the ends of that spectrum, the ex the extreme idiots, or we the focus extreme. Focus on them too much, and we focus the, the the media likes to focus on them, and you have some few amazing leaders. So what I've noticed is just that you know a lot of people aren't like you said, aren't very scientifically minded, and this is true of a lot of people. That I meet at these rallies, I've I've heard discussions openly of them thinking we're getting poisoned from breathing through these masks. Like they're we're getting the toxins being injected into us because of these masks. It's like, no, no, you're not. This is why. Just so you know, yeah. I keep to myself most. <laughs> yeah, I know, because it's like, like uh... you what you're believing, what you're standing up for is correct. You being intelligent doesn't mean what you believe is correct it just means that you're able to articulate and defend and stand for adequately persuade even what is correct mm. uh just because you might be part of the average or or idiot side of uh the the issue of of the movement doesn't mean that that makes the movement wrong that, yeah. right it just means that the, the most people aren't able to adequately like, like stand the nazi up for. flag thing in yeah. No, I thought because it said it had a not swastika Nazi flag. This is in the auto protests, and then above it, it had the classic fuck Trudeau yeah. flag. Yeah, yeah. So either this person was actually comparing Trudeau to a Nazi, which people still get mad about, mm -hmm. or it's a plant. Right. Because someone rightfully pointed out is like, who the hell is going to let someone walk through a crowd like that with a swastika and not? Probably punched them. Was this the swastika that was on Rudolf Hall or whatever? Or uh, was no, it a no. was it the full on Nazi flag? Yeah. Okay. It was a full on swastika flag with an, another reflector above it, and that's where they're like, "You see, there's swastikas, there's swastikas." It was at the hotel where the police are staying, and the photographer was convenient. The right. I saw that picture. The photographer yes. was right there, ready to take the picture. This was different from the swastika that was spray painted or something on the canadian flag oh, right okay well i didn't see that one and i find usually stuff like that is usually an idiot teenager well the usually. interesting story about that because what what that one was about was uh there was a conservative mp being interviewed right oh. and behind him was this 
Canadian flag with a swastika on it, right? And he's like, oh, had I known, I would have, wouldn't have done that interview, blah, 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 right? And so now people use that, of course, to say like, oh, this is a more, more evidence. Well, but here's the nuance of this is that that person with the Canadian flag and the swastika on it, actually, I think it was Rebel that dug into this, of yeah. course. Um, you have to be careful with Rebel. Though. I do. Yeah. I know. I know. Rebel is great for like immediate on the, they're, they're like the main, they're like the flip other side of the coin. For it's people like, who don't know, Rebel News as yeah. relevant is uh, a modern right of center free press if you will yeah most press in canada yeah. like seriously almost 90 95 of press in canada is getting yeah. government handouts to survive yeah. and there's very few small mostly right-leaning thing now ezra levant has done a good job at building up his network he is very inflammatory though so you have yes, to be you do have to double check careful what he's saying they're sometimes. at the bottom of my list yeah. of reliable right-wing yeah. sources there are other right-wing sources but they're not as fast and that's that's the key with rebel is like it's good for fast information because yeah. they're on the ground. They're right there. Um, but anyways, what they discovered was that this person with that flag was actually, um, he, they sprained the swastika on it because they believe that Canada is a fascist nation. Under Trudeau, it's becoming one. <laughs> uh, not, not, not because of Trudeau, but because of our white nationalist, oh. uh, you know, colonialist So they were anti-protest. So they were anti-protest. They were yeah. saying Canada as a nation itself, to the core, is fascist, yeah. Nazi, racist, whatever, right? So fascism is a strategy for societal management. People don't seem to get that. Yeah. And, and Canada and the U.S. have, under COVID, have been acting fascist yeah. by using private businesses to do their dirty work and when private businesses don't do their dirty work they go after them yeah. that's how fascism works yeah as is part of part of it yeah people forget that china is operating well at a social level they still a community they're communist china's government and its economic structure is a fascist structure now yeah because communism doesn't work Fascism does, communism doesn't. Right. They're both horrible and evil. And until the good Lord comes, uh, the, the d yeah, dictatorship won't work. Because yeah, right. what we like to, I, like, because the best society, the best government, unarguably, I think, is a, a benevolent dictator. Singapore. Some, Singapore. What's it's, it like in Singapore? I don't know. I've never been. I can ask okay. my wife. She lived there. Oh, okay. But <laughs> my understanding, Singapore is probably one of the best examples of a yeah. benevolent dictatorship. Really? It's a very one. I'm told it's a great place to go, but yeah. you do not break the law there. Right. You do not. It's well, bad. that doesn't sound very benevolent. If what's the consequence of breaking? Oh, like severe. Yeah. So that doesn't sound very benevolent to me, right? But they have, they well, apparently what they do in Singapore is if they will pay people who have college degrees if they get married. They're not like bribing them to get married. It's like, hey, you meet someone, you're both educated. Wow. They support those who put time into their education and bettering themselves and developing themselves. Wow. So if you're successful there, you will be able to survive a lot better through your merits though. Yeah. I wish that was a way that governments went more, leaned more towards was incentivizing people to do what they value rather than well, um, what the government values, but it's like having a family of smart people is mm, good for society. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, there's this guy on Rogan is, a uh, is, a I forgot his name, a black gentleman who's very like quote whitewashed, but he was just saying like, when I was a child, my parents valued reading to me and teaching me math as a child. Yeah. And then when I went to kindergarten, I was way ahead of everyone else. Mm. And, you know, and there's this progressive ideology, like, 
I'm sorry if you're not willing to talk about the home life of a lot of cultural groups in the States. Mm. That's the source of the problem. Mm. Because any other group or any time someone from your group has a strong parental unit that is teaching their children reading, writing, math at home, mm -hmm. instead of whatever the hell else you're doing. Like, by the way, the poorest part of America is white Appalachia. Smoking crack in front of your children is not going to make your child smart. No. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not picking on anyone specifically. Free crack pipes, Biden. Brilliant. Idea. <laughs> I oh. have lost touch of all of the political drama going on in the States because of what's happening. For for the first time in a very, very long time, Canada has been more interesting to yeah. me. <laughs> I know, right? For, what an asshole do you have to be to make the entire <laughs> world interested in Canadian politics? Like, just for, it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, but it shows you that the traditional conservative values of a good home life, like I got married, not because I'm like, I need to get married, but because my wife listened to too much Jordan Peterson and she said, okay. we need to get married because it's really? for the kids and it creates a stable, a stabler wow. environment uh, for that. Because the most important thing is if you're going to have children is you need to create a stable environment where there's a consistency mm -hmm. so they're not confused. And you as a parent need to take control of their education at the especially zero to five. If you're handing them off to some generic daycare like I was, mm -hmm. like I, I, I don't want to throw my parents under the bus. But basically, I'm, yeah, one, yeah. I'm one of these no people worries. who had I gotten support and development yeah. at an early age, things would have been very different. Yeah, uh, totally. Funnily enough, actually, hilariously, they I was slow to talk. They put me okay. in learning assistance. Okay, interesting. And I said to my mother, these kids are morons. Like, I mean morons. Huh. Here's like a grade two kid being like, mommy, these kids are dumb. Right. But I was put in there, and I often think maybe I should have stayed because then I would have mm. actually gotten attention, and they would have realized, ooh. Because I need some guidance sometimes. The way my brain works is I'm mm. obviously all over the place. So yeah, I need yeah. some guidance. But it's like that's what children need is parents need to recognize that what their child is good at and what their child is not good at. And they need to step up. If you just put you in a generic daycare when I, like I was a kid and they just, just sit you in front of the TV, they're not doing anything. Yeah. It's like, well, that's how you don't get developed. And like in, the, in, in America, the Asian community is getting hammered by progressives yeah. because they value education in their children. And so, uh, this, this, this black gentleman, I wish I remember his name, who was just on Rogan, was talking about, okay, there was an, an article, a progressive article that was saying these Asian families will choose to eat less to pay for their children's education. And then the next paragraph said wow. how privileged they are. And he's like... No. What are you talking about? They yeah. made the choice as a family to eat slightly less yeah. and lower their quality of life standards so that they can afford their child's education and make sure their young child is educated. That, regardless wow. of race, regardless of ethnic background, is how you get any group of people out of the hole, is young, proper childhood education fundamentals, not this brainwashing crap yeah. that's going on. Math, science, reading. Yes. Boom. That's it. Yeah. And when you have communities where they're like, yeah, yeah, just run around and punch each this, other, it's like they're not going to get any. But here's the perspective we need to have on the right, I think, uh, it, it, on the conservative side, is that um, these things that the that the left values, um, I would agree, disproportionate and inappropriately out of 
uh, sync with you know proper structure values, but like these things like you know music, art, social sciences, uh, philosophy, those are the 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 higher and peak forms of of our society. I would argue philosophy needs to be taught at a lower level but age yeah. appropriate because philosophy yeah, yeah, yeah. is essentially discussion and how to argue well and logic too yeah, yeah. like people don't understand like just because you align with something or you or, or you're repeating what an expert says yeah. doesn't make what you're saying actually logically yeah. consistent yeah, the problem like... with philosophy there's too many people just making crap up and sounding philosophical yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it's like you're not rooted in anything guys. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my point is is like we need uh, even as conservatives we need to uh real um realize like mathematics sciences uh, you know english right all these core um and I would say even like physical activity, oh, right? Physical literacy, absolutely is physical activity. Needs. These all these these form the foundation to that that for something. Like their yeah. their purpose is for something. Yeah. And what is that for something? Well, that for something is what the the more liberal part of the spectrum um, really um, uh, highlight, right? Well, what would uh, however, you define as liberal then? Um, good question. Um, it depends on and what. In what avenue? Like liberal culturally, liberal politically. Liberal culturally is more more around the arts, mm -hmm. I think. Where there's it's less it's I'm not very I'm not very well thought about in that on that side, but just to be generic and uneducated about my answer, the the like the liberal arts, the um uh, the social sciences, uh the the, the music, um visual art, etc. Yeah. Right? Like so, so but more creative side of humanity. Yeah, but the but, but the STEM side, right? Mm. Um, technology, etc. Um, you need that there. You need that to form the base. You need that to be more widespread, so that you can actually have a firm foundation for these other things to rest upon. Well, you know, right? I I think that's a reasonable place because uh, a reasonable point. Like you. If you look at a more primitive society, mm -hmm. they have to do the food, the hunting, gathering. Yeah. They have to do that first. Yes. And then they storytell at night. Yes. Yes. Or or, or, or write paint, uh, paint, cave paintings. I don't yeah. know. I couldn't say that. <laughs> um, and that's the same thing. Is It's like the levels of the Maslow's hierarchy. It's like the, we yeah. need the safety structure yeah. and basic knowledge first. And then yeah. we can play around with you know the arts and literature and stuff. That is more we are able to do because we're uh, more cognitively aware of the universe yeah. as compared to other animals that are not. So they are still trying to figure tools out. Right? Yeah. It's a fundamental. And when you take away the fundamentals and make it arts yeah. or make it feelings, it's yes. like that's not reality. And, and that's what's happening with the progressives is, is they're flipping it. They're yeah. saying we don't need to prioritize maths and, and, and all of this because we've achieved what matters most. And so we can just keep pushing people in through those programs, right? Exactly. Which is a terrifying movie more now than the original. Movie. Yeah. And I think, and we see this everywhere too. Like, so my whole thing with gender theory, right? Mm. It doesn't make sense to erase differences between men and women. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense to um, eradicate this idea that men biologically are stronger than women yeah. because once you eliminate it, you actually eliminate a, a, a more important reason for that. The reason men are stronger than women and why men go out and do the hunting and the fighting and, and, and the sacrifice in their life thing is because women are better. 
No, you're one of those guys. <laughs> no, they are. No, they're they they're superior. They are. I'm sorry. No, the whole and and you know, as a Christian, I kind of get this from my interpretation of the Genesis story, right? Mm. God creates everything, physics, light, you know, non-life and life. It all it, it's all leading to this one thing. What's the last thing he makes is is woman, right? Mm. The, the whole purpose of man, because man is created first and then out of out of his womb, out of he his side. He was the beta. Yeah, he's the beta. No, he's not. He's not. He's not a beta. But like everything he does is for sake of woman. Yeah. It's for sake. Like the whole point, if you even if you take like what what's the purpose of protecting? What's the purpose of provide? Who are you protecting? What are you providing for? Right. For this person. Mm. who is woman so i'd say even on a philosophical level is, i mean this is, is yeah. coming from a theological it perspective is of a religion that respects women because not all do no not all <laughs> do but i'd say you even you can even see this in biology mm. because if 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 we have this special y chromosome that gives us all of these cool abilities right um not that the second i don't know much about the second x chromosome as far as women goes but i'm just i'm not well studied well, it's in, xy or xx and then occasionally you, you will have get all XXY, kinds of different which yeah is exactly. rare. it's rare but but even then the y is still triggered in the second x is like null almost yeah. so i don't really my wife is way more educated about the stuff than i yeah. am um but anyways the point being i'm trying to make here is even if you look at it from a biological behavioral perspective like just just apply a philosophical why question mm. right uh the socratic method well why right why? why just ask that question well the 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 simplest answer is because these these things are in place evolutionary you know don't you can forget about god if you want mm. um why do these things exist biologically is for sake of the feminine yeah see i don't know if i agree with that as a uh, like a, it's it's a good argument the it's like it's like conservation of energy is a physics principle is mm -hmm. that you know there's a point of a diminishing returns in anything mm -hmm. and if you look at anything as a use of energy and resources no one thing can ultimately do everything and right what the two species is or that's not species two <laughs> men are from mars uh, women are from venus right yeah. um the two sexes are is a split use of energy with a different approach to things and why that's right. important is it, it's a dichotomy not one is better than the other it's a dichotomy more right. like yin and yang because and this is where the expanse i talk about this gets interesting because it, it got me the question of evolution is is there an end goal of evolution mm. or is it an open-ended code of yes no solve the problem because mm. if there's no end goal it means one thing and if there is actually a definitive end goal let's say a god says hey here's your end goal and you're right case, here's your end goal i don't care how you get there yeah well if everything is the same you'll never get there right because eventually hit a brick wall and like we don't know how to solve this problem mm. so by having a dichotomy and different split of roles historically was child rearing and manual labor mm -hmm. to take care and resource mm -hmm. uh, that was his biologically how it turned out to be for our species other species are different but that's what worked and now you have a split labor now we can really focus on raising children and getting them sound and ready and we can also really focus on resource gathering and it's more efficient to do it split and then biologically men have different inclinations to things like engineering and this and i know james demore gotten a lot of shit for saying this in in his it's google just, thing yeah but it's it's uh 
this just it's more efficient that way and this idea oh we only need one one thing it's like no because uh and that's why it is a spectrum because evolution the process of evolution is really a yes no hey if i do this what happens versus if i do this and sometimes it succeeds and sometimes it doesn't as far as a strategy so you know the xxy chromosome is for lack of a better word a mutation and it doesn't really have an end goal it's kind of like a dead thing it's like Mm. um now there's an argument about homosexuality about it's actually again not an expert a breakdown of protein that causes after you know if you have a whole bunch of sons the later ones are more likely to be homosexual yeah that is true so they don't like to talk about this because when you start talking really getting down to the why sometimes people start panicking and say well really understand the why then we can prevent homosexuality that's what all these progressives go Mm. to it's like we can't talk about this because now we know why it works so what if people are trying to get rid of these people and it's like yeah this is what i call the hitler effect everyone's terrified of being hitler that they don't want to explore the truth yeah that's true and what if that is just in that particular genetic line of saying hey stop reproducing now we're 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 science that's comes an in. interesting yeah. idea yeah where science oh. comes in it's like well we can actually counter that now mm-hmm. and what if countering that is a bad idea i'm not saying it is but what if it's there for a reason right because we as humans start saying we understand the universe which we don't yet we're no, not even no. close we know the right answer and you do something so stupid as to streamline everything into one and then boom something comes along and wipes it out that's why elon musk is like we need to get on mars we need to get on mars we need to get on mars because despite what we think is a technologically advanced, it is still actually probable that an asteroid we still didn't see comes because we're blinded by the sun, comes from that direction yeah. and smokes us and we're screwed as a species. Yeah. And people don't totally think broad, true. they don't think broad enough. So all these people yeah. like, have you ever seen space force? It's been on Netflix. No, it's I so know. Funny. Really? I've heard mixed reviews. The first season. Cause I love, um, Michael Scott, <laughs> even though it's not Michael Scott, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, but Steve Carell, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him, but I never, I never saw, I never saw that. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Michael Scott is the Office. The office? Yeah, 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 office. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. it up. I'm thinking. I was thinking Jason Bateman because uh, anyway. also a good show. Though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry. Space we? Force. Oh, Space Force. Um, there's the making fun of AOC very clearly. Really? And oh, this, there's like awesome. Senate committee of why they need money and. Just, Tell my constituents why they need to pay a hundred thousand dollars for an orange to fly into space. And then it was they're clearly attacking AOC, um, okay. and uh, you know the the, the the space force general Steve Carell is trying to explain it, and then the 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 science guy um, uh, John Malkovich okay. uh, is like, well, because it's trickle down of technology, right? actually what happens is then because of the developments NASA made and because of the development your constituent now has this thing uh tang of all things no I, it's like who wants tang but it's just like people don't see the breakthroughs take a tremendous amount of resources they just mm. do mm. because we don't know how to be efficient with it we don't know how to do it and then once once those breakthroughs happen you can start to make it a lot easier for stuff but if everyone only ever thinks the same way You'll never make those breakthroughs. It's the outliers yeah. that make the break light. Totally. It's not the people who do as they're told. Going out into chaos, yeah. the unknown. Which is right? why it's so problematic for academic to have ideologically all the same ideas. Yes. It's dangerous. Yes. That's what they're trying to do, yeah. though. You get stagnation and you get you get. It's failure. horrendous, man. You have to let the crazy people be crazy yeah, sometimes you do. and let them figure stuff out. Now, I think evolution actually figured this out as a mechanism in the coding, right? Mm. Again, if you want to say God programmed it by all means, but it's basically saying, okay, 80% of you in that middle of the bell curve, you do 
comfort. Because if you right. all jump off the cliff, you're all dead. Let Bob right. jump off the cliff. Right. Now, unfortunately, you got the bottom 10. I'm sorry. They're just... Go play with a rock over there, okay? You do that. Yeah. But this 10% is like, hmm. If you ostracize this 10%, which historically the status quo always does, you don't get progress. But it's this 10% on the, the on what any given topic, the top 10% on this bell curve is like, we need to experiment. We need to do this. And, and a lot of them will fail. But that one guy will be like, hmm. Yeah. Again, Bob is still hitting himself with the rock. <laughs> but... Not picking on anyone near Bob. It's just a classic thing. This guy is Da Vinci. Yeah. And everyone else is here is like, I don't understand what you're doing. This is mind boggling. You're a witch. Right. But really, and you see that with progressives in universities, they're basically calling anyone who's questioning what they're doing a witch. Yeah. And saying, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And it turns out, according to the data, yeah. Oops. Yeah. Progressive ideology is based in ideas and nothing tangible in most cases. The idea often starts with a good point. We want everyone to be equal. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. It's not how the universe works. I'm sorry. Right. The quality of, uh, what is it? A quality of uh, opportunity, yes. not a quality of outcome. Yeah. Because Bob's still hitting himself in the rock. <laughs> he is not going to build rockets. I'm going to laugh every time you say that. <laughs> People need to accept this. I'm sorry. That yeah. guy's a moron. <laughs> yeah. Do I treat him badly? try not to yeah right try not to he's a human being yeah but bob's not building rockets right and what progressive ideology is doing is saying bob can build rockets no he can't but if i believe he can't no right i'm sorry no right he's hitting himself in the head with a rock he's not building rockets right and this is why meritocracy is so important you don't want a merit meritocracy actually protects against corruption of the rich if you actually believe in meritocracy right i don't give a shit if your kid is rich as fuck he cannot build a rocket either he doesn't get special treatment too bad yeah right but everyone wants access to the money that's why they treat them special and a lot of these rich kids end up doing well because they get the right mentors they get the right people and that's where people get upset about it right fix the education system who's ruined the education system in the last two years the teachers and their unions Sorry, teachers, most of you suck, first yeah. of all. But your unions and the politicization of this and your personal anxieties have ruined the children's lives. And that's what the data is showing because of your bullshit. Yeah. Right? So the progressive totally. ideology is destructive on so many levels. It's ruining. And you know what? If you want to get conspiratorial, it was intentionally doing that at the highest level. Because if you, if you get into the down the weeds about communism infiltrating um the education system yeah or even klaus schwab infiltrating these groups and because there's rumors about george soros funding really progressive candidates i still don't know a whole yeah. lot about soros soros is just like, a what's financier deal? he's just a financier okay he finances Karl schwab, klaus schwab okay He's just a guy with money with a And up until recently, agenda. Klaus Schwab was in the shadows yeah. and Soros was taking all the heat. And now Klaus Schwab, who's it's his ideas, has right. come to the surface. Because he started WEF in... He's an old guy, right? Who? Uh, Soros? Schwab. No, or Schwab. Oh, uh, younger than Soros. Because I thought it was like founded in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He yeah, that's old. Yeah. And you're saying it, it needed another couple or he so He came in during the economic collapse. He used the de devastation of bad policy. Um, you got to destroy before you rebuild. And that that is actually a strategy that yeah. can work. Well, I just I'm in I'm an hour into that podcast, that Joe Rogan podcast with uh, I forget his name, but he's like an ex um, Muslim 
Oh, Majin Nawaz. Yeah. That I everyone has to listen to that one. Well, that's the thing has is you sent me that and I've just started listening to it. Because um, he blows the lid off this whole thing. Yeah. And and what you're seeing now with Russia is these dumbass ideas about how to deal with other cultures when you don't even understand the other culture. All these progressive politicians advising Biden. Biden's not making decisions. No. He's, he's left the planet. He's, I feel so bad for Biden. He he is just a shell. Yeah, he's, he's an not, old man who. It's sad. It's very sad. No, I'm not angry at Biden at all or upset with man, him. Man, there was one time he was enablers. just randomly going yeah. off on some story about he was getting in a fight with a guy when he was younger and he he pulled a chain out because he pulled a knife out and I'm like, <laughs> like, everyone's just <laughs> sitting there quietly listening and it's like. His memory is shot. Yeah. He's talking about an experience from his youth about a, pulling a chain out to get in a fist fight with a guy with a knife. And it's just like, huh? <laughs> I mean, at that, that point to me was the story that I'm like, he has lost it. Did you see that speech? I love Tucker Carlson. He, uh, Tucker was responding to one of Biden's speeches. I just where... don't like his snark. Tucker's snark it's unnecessary sure but it's it's fun it's, yeah but that's the issue yeah i know whatever like no 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 see it's not good for the mass population but for smart guys like yeah. us it can just be entertainment right? well you know uh, not to i uh, don't really remember what you're going to say is that when he was a third tier fox person i still lived in my parents with cable because i don't have cable anymore because i'm not paying for that crap. no me neither um he was good as soon as he took over the first thing he developed that tv personality and i'm like yeah. i can't watch this anymore yeah well, Biden was saying something about like he was giving this speech, this really like ferocious, like passionate speech about our our God given husband. And then, <laughs> right, like literally stuttered like that. And yeah. Tucker's response was it was like that scene in uh, Bruce Almighty where the anchor. Oh, is yeah. going... <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> so good. I just don't understand. And then they had Kamala, who is literally one of the most hated politicians in America before she even became VP. Our first black president. I don't even know if they want that to happen, though. They the proverbial already one. happened, man. Biden went in for some surgery, yeah, and oh, gave yeah, those oh, temporarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, our first black president, our first black female president, yeah. our first female president. Yeah, <laughs> Canada had a similar. We had a female prime minister briefly. Yeah, we just, did. Someone got like a couple of, months. Yeah, someone got kicked out of power. Yeah, that's why it seems to be the trend that. Uh, yeah. That the interim leaders can be female, but yeah. not the actual Yeah, leaders. Candace Bergen, who is our interim leader here in no. Canada right now, until we have our conservative leadership um, race. She's uh, okay. I just think she's not yeah. a, she's not, she's too soft. I thought What's-Her-Face okay. was better. Uh, Leslin Lewis? No, 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 no. She would have been good. Oh, uh, oh, I know who you're talking about last Ambrose, time. Ambrose. When she yeah, was yeah, yeah. I thought she was better. She was hardcore, yeah. Because she's more, you have to be concise in your words when you're in that position. I would yeah. never be that good because I'm all over the place. Right. But I think whoever you are, you got to be very concise in your how you're talking. I like Bergen. Yeah. I mean, I, she's a good was, leader, yeah. uh, like as far as what I'm observing. And again, I'm not a conservative voter. Yeah. Like I've voted PPC twice. Yeah. You're still have to get on board. But because I, it's I, just a mechanism, it's like, yeah, it depends. Like if I'm so last time I voted conservative because this used to be a strong conservative writing mm -hmm. and it flipped to liberal for some stupid. So I was hoping to flip it back. But if I'm in like a writing I know is not going to flip, I would have voted PPC. Right for a protest vote, but it's most yeah. I'm voting strategically. Yeah, right. Um, I'm in between, man. If I'm I'm with you that if Pierre's in, um, I'm more prone to vote conservative. Yeah, 
That doesn't mean that I'm not, uh, that that's a final answer, yeah. but absolutely no questions if Pierre isn't the leader. But that's the I, thing is, I, I, will be I think any voter, any voter should be willing to switch their vote depending on what's going on. And these diehard party, hardcore people, Yeah, I, I think... If you if you re if you accurately represent my values according to a standard of my personal convictions, yeah. so that what that means is you it, there's never a perfect party. Mm. PPC doesn't represent everything I believe in perfectly, mm. so I can modulate appropriately. What I'm not in favor of is 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 just voting for someone so that another guy doesn't win. If that's the only like standard, yeah. then I'm not I'm, well, I'm not in favor it's like of the, that. Like the line of don't split the vote, I'm like shut up. That's democracy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop saying that. That is dem exactly that's democracy and no vote splitting has been happening forever and it's why we have what four left-wing parties in parliament right now i mean you could argue in the states <laughs> right? it's why we got where we are because of vote splitting in the u.s clinton got elected and then you can argue that something happened in the clinton his first term i've heard this from a bunch of different people that he's like oh he was actually fixing stuff and then something happened mm. and then he went with this globalist agenda mm. and then since then they've entrenched it in the u.s democratic party hillary clinton still won't go away which shows you how entrenched yeah. she is in the machine and it's like so that's when you started to see the shift of politics and like in american politics it's interesting people have short-term memory yeah. there's a lot of Goldfish. jews are like the republicans are this the republicans are like that i'm like hey but there are raging anti-semites in the democratic party and they're not kicked out last time someone was a raging anti-semite in the republican party they kicked them out so why are you Jews just blindly voting Democrat? Well, because the Republicans are racist. But yeah. are they? Yeah. Show me. Where yeah. are they? Yeah. It's like whenever they talk about in the States about, um, you know, uh, the, the voter ID laws being racist, I just hear them screaming out voter IDs being racist. I'm like, where has this happened? Now, I know it has happened in very specific cases as a general rule. But is it widespread? You're telling me black people can't get an ID? And if your state doesn't have state issued ID that is not a driver's license, fix that. Like yeah. BC, you can get a non-driver's license ID. It's not an issue. Mm -hmm. It's like you can get it. What's the problem? New York now, though, you don't need ID. Which is insane. Yeah. It's, it's insane. What democratic country other than America is having this debate? Yeah. I hold when the, the, we've had two in, in British Columbia, we've had two votes uh, during this pandemic. We had our provincial vote and our national vote. Yeah. And on both times, I refused to wear a mask yeah. because like part of it just down to this. And really, they have to let you in to vote. They do. They do. But also like you're supposed to be checking visually yeah. my ID. Yeah. Like that's what you're supposed to do yeah. as part of it. It's like it's not a big deal. Well, I don't think it's but... like that here. But, you know, I, I was like, I'm like. I, the, but it's why a visual ID exists. But the real problem, right? what happened in the Canadian election last time that I was shocked. I was actually shocked. 200 something thousand. 205,000. 5,000. This is not conspiracy. No. Theory. They, they talked about it in Canada Parliament. elections admitted it. 205,000 mail-in votes were, were not, not counted. counted. That is factually worse than what this one would than the, the accusations States. in the states. Yeah. And they're like, "Oops, we won't do it again next time. Go back and count the no. votes. Go back and count the votes. Go back and count the votes. Especially yeah. now, go back and count those votes. Do you still have them? You do because you're supposed to. Yeah. Go get go back and count those votes because 250,000 votes depending on the riding breakdown can swing the election yeah. or at least knock some seats off Yeah, and may explain why uh, uh, my former riding in Richmond, which was a dedicated um, 
conservative with a conservative MP who the community liked and was engaged in the community and in the polling was ahead 15,000. Yeah. Or it was ahead by 15 points, sorry, or something. Sure. Lost. Yeah. That might explain it. Yeah. It's like he said Chinese interference. And he's a Chinese. He's he's a Chinese guy. He's a Chinese conservative. But he, he's like, don't, I was, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. How did that seat flip? Where is this on cable news? Uh, Nowhere. Well, nobody watches cable news. It's true. In anymore. But I bet, you know, I, ta- I bring this up with people a lot. And they're like, where'd you hear this from? Where's your source? The right? Government? The <laughs> Elections Canada. Yeah. Right? It's supposed to be independent. Right. Exactly. No, man. I hear you. It's it's so and and I, and the argument is like, well, I mean, what are they going to do now? They're just going to count the votes. Count the votes, but what are they going to do after they count the votes? Switch the MPs if they switch. That's well, well exactly. Well, they well people say like, no, they can't do that. It's like, yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> or just for, do it <laughs> for every liberal MP that wrote their constituents saying, I cannot, I'm not allowed to vote in no confidence. I'm your constituents. Do it. Right. They were telling people incorrect information about the legal process. You, as any party member, can yeah. vote however you want. Yeah. They just don't. There's a difference. Yeah. But they're confusing people, and people are saying, it's illegal to vote no confidence. No, it's not. Right. There are so many ways you can do a vote of no confidence in Canada. Yeah. It's the only way you can easily remove a party leader. Yeah. And they just, all parties refuse there's, to do this now. There's a cool petition, actually, that was... Um, uh, introduced to the House of Commons um, that I signed on. I could send you the link too because you'd be interested. But basically... If it's House of Commons one, I'll sign it. I won't sign the yeah, stupidchange.org. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no this is a House of Commons. It's yeah. it's on there. It's on the House of Commons website. I mean, Trudeau is just going to ignore it anyway. But. Sure. But the petition, basically, it's a conservative petition. It yeah. says that currently there exists no law for um, the public to, via petition, yeah. so it's a petition for creating peti- petitions, but these petitions would be designed to... Um, take down to, to create and revoke legislation. Yeah. So both as well as to have a, um, a member of parliament resign. Yeah. I, well, we need, there was one in Alberta. There needs to be a Prime mechanism. There's no yeah. recall mechanism for an MP. Yeah. Uh, unless they resign due to criminal activity or are criminally charged. There's no right. recall method and people want this recall petition method. wants to make, uh, create, create uh, such a mechanism. It's basically, it's <sighs> actually a good idea because in a lot of European countries, they have referendums and yeah, yeah, yeah. politicians hate that exactly. because it's such a pain in the ass to do right. and it might not go the way they but, want. But we're going so digitally now anyways. It's like, yeah. I, I talked a lot, like this is something that I agree with, with a lot of left leaning people. It's like, yeah, like let's have, we have the technology, like, Let's it's make gotta it be, secure. It's got to be blockchain-based. Exactly. It's got to be super secure. Yeah. Blockchain-based, exactly. Yeah. But that that is the technology I'm talking about, yeah. right? Where we can just go in and vote as a as a, as a people. And I do on, think, on I things. think it actually might be better to do it after the fact, unless it's like certain major things, like, oh, we're going to change the constitution. No, no. You need a referendum, first of all. You can have a hard no, but I'm, that's an example. Yeah. Like in the States, they can actually change the constitution. But to do it is... There's a high bar, a long process. All the states have to be on yes. board. It's a big, crazy thing. Yeah. Um. So you could say then, yes, if if the government does something because of corruption, most likely, or or if political interference or party partisan politics does a thing, and the public is like, uh, uh-uh, mm-hmm. then there should be the public can say, listen, you're undoing that. I'm not waiting ten years for a majority government to get in to undo undo this nonsense. How long do you think it's going to take for us to heal from what Trudeau's done? I think it's not over 
not just now, but like I think it's not a Canadian thing; it's a global thing, right? Yeah, now. this is a serious problem of these geopolitical groups interfering in local politics, interfering in what the people actually want. Then you have China and Russia who independently are doing their own things and also saying "screw you" to these globalists. That's essentially what this is right now. Um, with the Russia thing, it's people forget like Ukraine's been a proxy war for quite some time now. It's you know the yeah. 2000 and what a 14 Orange Revolution or 13 Orange Revolution was an Obama sponsored coup or not coup or election to get out a Russian puppet president to install a Western supported puppet president. Mm-hmm. Whether they're puppet puppet or they're just supportive, so stop with this. Every it's just Russia crap. Like it's you're both playing this game to do with Russia doesn't want to be told what to do and leave us out of this and stop bullying us and stop screwing screwing this. And they have a very different mentality over there. Now the Ukrainians are screwed now and no one's going to help them. I'm sorry. It's over. It's going to be over. So um, sad. The real issue, Taiwan, different story. Mm. Um, the moment they didn't send troops pr- to Ukraine, oh, we don't have troops there too late. If you start sending troops, let's say, because uh, by the way, Putin threatened nuke, which I don't believe for a second. But wow, if you send troops there now, it's a war. It's a full-on war. Yeah. Like full-on war. So they, if they want to avoid full-on war, there's nothing they can do now. It's too late. They should have sent their troops there years, like a year or two ago and put them there. But right. they didn't want to play that game. It's too late. Like uh, When Russia struck, they basically did blew out their airports, blew out their anti-air, blew out everything within four hours. I don't know if you saw that. No, I, I, saw, Ukrainian, I saw explosions. Ukrainian I've seen troops, clips of stuff. But... I don't know the details. As I'm recording this, and if you're listening, we'll know by the time. Yeah, text. exactly. But he basically crippled them within a very short amount of time. And prior to this, they were, all the intel was saying if Russia wants to, they can take Kiev in 48 hours. Yeah. So It's one of those things, man, where it's like I, there's just nothing we can do about it. Nope. So it's like my brain kind of just shuts off and just like hopes for the best. It was like Syria. The moment Russia get in there, they let Russia take a foothold. It's like leave because otherwise it's going to be another proxy war that's a disaster. You either want to help or you don't want to help. And that's it. You go in and help and help properly or you don't get involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to be very like, oh, the war. It's like, no. First of all, what do the people want? Like, what does Ukrainian people want? Now, is that region in eastern Ukraine actually want to separate? Mm. Then let them. Right. Exactly. It's like Barcelona and Spain has been begging to leave Spain. And the rest of Spain is like, no. Why? Because it's the, it's the major economic yeah. hub. Which is why Canada, as as you've said to me over text message, yeah. I'm exposing you. No, yeah, Canada shouldn't be sending troops in in any capacity. At this point, no, just for the sake of our troops. Yeah. At this point, it's too late. Should we be should we be helping in other ways? It's complicated. That's like And and I'm saying I'm I guess I'm asking more on a moral question than a practical question. If Ukraine right? asks, sure. Okay. If they're like if Ukraine we, asks if Ukraine is like we we want yeah, to help. That's fair. Then yes. That's totally fair. Yeah. But sending our troops I agree. there for anything other than a full on war. Yeah. Why? Right. At this point. At this point. Yeah. Uh, it's like Syria when they're talking about it. And as soon as Russia landed, I'm like, Syria's got it. It's Russian now. You you guys lost your silly proxy war. Get out. There's no point. Taiwan is different. Mm-hmm. Taiwan, Taiwan is a very different uh, animal. Japan, Australia, and several other nations, Philippines, will be there so fast with their navies. 
Yeah. So fast because we have no tactical way to get everything into Ukraine fast enough. Mm -hmm. But those aircraft carriers the Americans have that hang around just outside the South China Sea. Yeah. I heard China's actually threatening or desiring to take like Australia's chunk of Antarctica. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And here's the other thing is England. I I just saw recently England has been giving the Philippine Navy. By the way, the Philippine Navy is better than the Canadian Navy. We don't really have a Navy. They were giving them the top tier like stealth gunboats. Huh? I saw some photos of it. So they've actually been preparing for this one for a lot in a lot more serious way. Call me a racist, but I didn't think the Philippines would have. And here's the other thing. (laughs) The Filipino army has a lot of experience. Hmm. A lot of experience. Hmm. They've been fighting off terrorist groups for years now. Wow. In the various islands and separatists and this and that. Like pirates? And Muslim extremists and okay. other things. Wow, and that's interesting. What people forget is that if this becomes a, with China, it becomes a traditional war, China loses. They sure they have a million people. A million people who don't know how to fight a war. That's uh, Russia, very small right. army, experienced army. Right. Like, very experienced. Right. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're fighting all the time. They're fighting all the time. Yeah. So my understanding is that China's strategy is don't let them get boots on the ground, which is why they spent all their time on anti-air, on uh, you know uh, tech to disrupt hacking. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is a <laughs> long-term is, don't use destabilization. TikTok. I don't care if it makes you money. Get the fuck off TikTok. <laughs> like I don't have TikTok. So addictive. They though. just released another article that even if you have an Apple phone, TikTok can. Get around their security and get all your information. Wow. Get off TikTok. That's awesome. Come (laughs) on. Or get a burner phone with fake information. And then by all means, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. I know. Don't not on your I'm not gonna pretend to be the moral high ground here. I love TikTok. I'm on it all like almost every day. You know what even screwier about TikTok? Do you know what kids see in China on TikTok? Engineering stuff. Engineering science. You know what kids see? That's how they encourage stupid ass dances. Yeah, I know. I know. Which I mean I just don't understand. Is we seriously all looking at the same stupid ass dance and calling this something good? I don't watch the dances. I watch the uh the funny gamer. Oh, uh, right. Clips or whatever the Call of Duty stuff, the 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 Friday the Friday at Freddy's thing or whatever. Yeah, we'll just do Twitch. Anyway, then. but yeah, I know. No, I I I agree. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I that you're objectively right. Um, yeah. but I'm not morally. Uh, you okay there? No, I'm just checking because <laughs> you know at three hours, I just need to know three hours because it's where like sure. YouTube cuts out. Oh, we, I see. We still got like an hour and ten. Cool, minutes. cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's one of those things where it's like I'm willing to admit. I, I don't have the moral high ground there. Yeah. Like, I know that's wrong, and I'm part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> User. You know, but it's like, if just be honest with those things, right? It's like, yeah. I mean, that you, you told me that's something you admired about me when I, when I had to stop Krav Maga. Yeah. Um, it was just like, no, like, this is no longer part of my priorities. Oh, yeah. I um, wish more people. I don't care your stupid story. Just say, listen, it's not my priority. I like it, not my yeah. priority. When you start telling me all this and that, uh, yeah. I'm like, why? I don't care. No. Are you in, like, did you have an accident that I should probably know about? I don't care yeah. why you're not here. I just right. see that you're not here. If you're like, I appreciate what you did, not my priority. You want to like, cool. notice yeah. because your policy is like, I forget what it was, but it but part of your part of your policy was, you know, let me know in advance and it won't count against, it won't be like 
Yeah, I think you have a strike system or something like no, that. No, if you no? want to cancel, it's half of whatever is left. Right. Just let me know. And if you're screwing around with me, it's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll flat. Yeah. I I'm I started doing that. I don't like it, but if you're screwing with me about why you can't pay, etc., I flag you and I don't want you back as a student. Right. Yeah. So, which doesn't happen often. And yeah. here, people in other places, I'm sure, do it all the time. But it's yeah. like I'll put a note saying, "Don't. This is not someone you want in the school." Yeah. Because they're not serious. And for me, it was like I was just getting so tired yeah. during the week with my other stuff, and I wanted. Sundays was the only day I could come yeah. and it became, I want that time with my wife. Yeah. Um, it was that and a mix of just like legitimately having to miss weekends. Cause sometimes we go over to the Island to visit, yeah. you know, her family. Um, I think we went on vacation, you know, to New York that year or something like that. It was just all these kinds of things I was yeah. missing. And it was like, at this, at, it's like, uh, well, you I don't want to, I don't want to keep spending money. Cause I was still paying you, I think. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be, I just didn't want to be spending money. money. I know you will, <laughs> but I don't want to give it to you unless I'm getting something back. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's fair. Cause we're on contract and I honor that. Um, and so at that point though, it was just like, yeah, no, at this point, yeah, I, I have other priorities. I yeah. wish I could. And that's where we get into this. You know, we have to realize, like, I think we throw around words like love and yeah. want, yeah. like way too much. It's like, like at, totally, like totally. <laughs> um, and oh man, you, you made me lose my train of thought, but, but at the same time, it's unfair. I think it's unfair to say that just because you're not doing something doesn't mean you you don't want it like if you the, this idea that oh if you really wanted it you would you would go out and get it or try yeah. well right? it's uh we, we human beings we carp we compartmentalize yeah. right we we have oh i wish i could do it but it's not part of it's not the it's not at the top of my priority and i've just not as an imperfect human being i'm not managing it the way i would envision myself to to yeah. manage all of my wants yeah. so unfortunately i just have to prioritize the top tier yeah. wants right you, you know i got uh well, I can say two things. Like, I got an email during COVID when we were allowed to be open. And this, I, I forgot, I was talking about something about gun rights and why guns may be important for self-defense. Yeah. And depending where you are. And yeah. this, this guy sent me an angry email like, I don't want to hear about your extreme right-wing bullshit. Like, don't ever email me again. And it's like, at first you're like taken aback. And then it's like, okay, I appreciate that feedback. I mean, I think you're the lunatic, but, you know, I would wish it if more people who didn't like it would just say, listen, I don't like anything you're saying and I don't want to come back. Right. Well, okay. Because, you know, maybe I'm just being too abrasive up front and because a lot of people who don't agree with me still train at my school because they like the environment. They mm -hmm. realize they're getting something out of it. So I appreciate that feedback, even if I want to punch that person metaphorically in the face, of course, because <laughs> I just think you're delusional when you yeah. send an email like that. Most yeah. people just don't say anything. I get the hint when they don't respond back. I'm like, obviously, they don't like me. Okay. Yeah. But I want real feedback. Real feedback is how you get better, which is why this whole politeness and love thy neighbor stuff gets a little wishy-washy. Well, what is love, yeah, right? right? So it's not, it's not just like wishy-washy, yeah. right? When done I, properly, right? Well, the thing is, is like, what is love? Love is... It's like a bird's eye view of what is objectively true, good, and beautiful. We call those the three transcendentals. Is this Catholicism? No, this is actually philosophical. Oh, this, yeah. that's, I think that's Aristotelian philosophy, yeah. are the transcendentals. Although um, Thomas Aquinas, who is, who is a saint, um, but also like, uh, you know, you study him when you study philosophy as well. Mm, he I is in, he's in the um, 14th century, maybe. I can't remember. Like at the turn of the millennium, essentially, between 
1500 is where he where he exists the middle ages yeah. okay so anyways but, but thomas aquinas talked a lot about these the three transcendentals which are truth goodness and beauty mm. um and so what love is is it's it's everything that's true good and beautiful like simultaneously right mm. like it doesn't so in other words so impossible <laughs> um not impossible but but the, but the point is like if if something is true it's also going to point you to the good and it's also going to point you to the beautiful and the beautiful is also going to point you back to the the true and the good right so when we when we when we have these conversations with people over about what's right or what and what's wrong um it ultimately does lead into the issue of is what are we talking about morality here well yeah we actually are like when we talk i've i've, I've had people approach me saying like jacob like these things you're saying might be true but they're not good yeah no you're wrong because me saying the truth even if it might hurt your feelings and you might perceive that as being you know not good or not loving actually the fact that it's truthful and the fact that i'm saying it in order to have dialogue or or open your eyes or whatever it is right e even if even if i'm speaking a truth that is about something that's bad like let's say um burning down buildings for sake of a particular cause political cause right that's wrong let's and you bail those people and, out who went to reoffend and you shouldn't do that someone might say well jacob uh don't say that because you're harming the cause that it's supposed to point towards what right cause? Like, right and and so well no um actually if if what i'm if you acknowledge what i'm saying is true mm -hmm. That what that requires of you now is to reevaluate and pivot and and follow the nuance of your position, whatever that might be. Right. It's not just like oh my, my feelings don't feel good, therefore, the, the the truth doesn't isn't worthy of being spoken. No, the truth is always worthy of being spoken, uh, because the truth is going to point you to what's good. The truth might not feel like it's good, but it but the truth is by nature good, right. and so you should want. It's like you know one of the things my pet. My biggest pet peeves is when people say, "Oh, Jacob, you just want to be right." Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh... yeah. Actually, I I do want to be right. No, it's that's a good actually, thing to be right. That's often <laughs> their ego that they are lacking information and are failing to make a reasonable argument, and they can't yes. admit it. And what it is is what they're saying is really is you're not recognizing that I'm right. So it really it's um it's the difference between desiring to be right or desiring for someone else to notice that you're right which is exactly yeah, what, what you said the, with, with uh, ego crowder he's a bit obnoxious but changed my mind yeah 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 yeah. you know i got that i love a that meme a long time like you're just difficult you can nobody can change you the wrong you can't argue with you i'm like i'm sorry but your argument sucks you're not yeah. making a good point you're just talking bullshit yeah i don't want i'm it's, I, i've changed my mind you can ask my wife she's like actually no he does change your mind you just have to harass the crap out of him and make a better argument yeah and yeah I'll change my mind um and it's just like, it's the average person. This is why actually philosophy should be taught earlier, but not like bullshit philosophy, just like the argument aspect of how to like argue your point through yeah. philosophy and, and, and that, which brings up like sort of uh, moral relativism. Right. Right. So like someone like Ben Shapiro, who is religious and hates moral relativism. Right. And then there's, um, you know, absolutism truth. And I'm in the middle. It's like, I think for the human... <laughs> The absolute truth exists. Yes. We just haven't found it. Yes, exactly. Now, moral exactly. relativism for humans is the argument in between. It's like we haven't 
found stuff yet. So again, that variation, we need to try different stuff. Well, for everyone and also the whole personal experience thing, it is relative because otherwise religions would all have identical morals. Yes. And societies would all have identical right. morals. And if you say, you know, you son of a bitch in English, people, depending on the tone, people are like, eh. but you say that into a Middle Eastern person, you're getting punched in the face because yeah. to them, you do not talk about no. their mothers. But no, no, here no. it's like, yeah, people have a different sense of humor, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, so it's like, well, that is moral relativism, right? right? So what is good? But then I think, you know, our, it, uh, Ben Shapiro's argument actually made me respect religion a, a bit more because on the sense that a lot of people just can't handle making their own decisions. So when you have a religious guideline that's somewhat moral and don't be an asshole, which is most good religions mm -hmm. at the core are that. And then, you know, it keeps people in check from the animalistic nature. So that was like, oh, okay, some people need religion. It used to bother me. I used to be more like Hitchens where it's like, religion is stupid. Yeah. Not my thing. I don't need it not to be an asshole. A lot of people, I think, might. I don't know what your deal is, but... Yeah. Um, Have you seen um, Hitchens debate William Lane Craig? No. Actually, I want to listen to his book first. His uh... Which one? No, is, is it him, the atheist one? Uh, no, the selfish gene. Is that him? No, that's someone else. The selfish, that's Dawkins. That's Dawkins. Oh, yeah, 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 he's the other yeah. horseman of the. Yeah, I want to listen to it. He's there. I think their stances are obnoxious. I agree. But I do want to hear their. Out of all of them, Sam Harris is, I think, the most reasonable. Um, His whole Trump, the anti-Trump thing, was why I stopped listening. Oh, really? I'm okay. like, let I, it go. I don't know let a whole lot, go. but I know that. So one of my favorite, um, we call them apologists. Yeah. Uh, do you know what that word means? No, uh, not in this context, and neither will likely the all. Okay, so define it. <laughs> well, a, a lawyer, yeah. someone who who argues in favor of and defends a position, right? right? Um, and we throw this around in Christian Christian apologetics, right? Um, defending the faith or whatever, right? But anyways, the point is, if you say you like Hitchens, um, go watch William Lane Craig's debate with Hitchens on the existence of God, yeah. um, and it's like a, it because they're yeah. Craig's a Christian, but Hitchens is a philosopher. And this is one thing that people need to understand when you're debating with someone is you can't just assume that what the, the, the authority that you're adhering to mm. is an authority source of point of argument that you can make with someone else. Like I wouldn't argue with you about truth over scripture, right? Yeah. Because you don't believe that the, that the new well, testament is inerrant and worthy that, of, and right i wouldn't so i would never develop an argument also, when talking with you about that and, I've, and when i was in israel I, if you're a religious person who's like but it says in the book the book that they never read and don't care about yeah. your argument is actually shit no it is because because like, because what you're doing is you're arguing from a different position of authority right yeah. so what what of course these professional debaters do of yeah. course is they argue from this from equal points of authority yeah. which in this case between an atheist like hitchens and a christian like craig is just philosophy yeah. so it's a really good philosophical debate and if you say you like hitchens uh, i think you'd be yeah i should see it very interested in that uh, crap i forgot what i was gonna say what was it what, what were we talking about before um, I don't know. Priorities, morality. Oh, yeah. And mor moral relativism. Moral relativism. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I think for the sake of society, yeah. a lot of people need religion for stability. Now, mm -hmm. there are certain, the conservative aspect or the where it's right is like, hey, can we all agree that thou shalt not murder is a good thing for society? Yeah. Right? So, these conservative values, which have been proven consistently better at maintaining stable societies yeah. is the argument for conservatives. I think conservatism or even religious or otherwise is just, 
We need to be a little bit slower on the uptake of new ideas as a society because when we don't, it falls apart historically. And so you can't just shove every new stupid ass idea like a radical, uh, uh, like the the race crap, CRT crap that's mm -hmm. like easy to pick apart into already into the thing because we want everyone to be equal, right? And if you find new things about history, you can add that into the curriculum. You don't erase the other aspects that were established history. Mm. You can even teach both sides of the argument to counter each other and give a more better perspective of mm. history. You're just making shit up because the idea of it'll equalize everything and the white man's evil. It's like you're out of your mind. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, Ben Shapiro did change my mind through argument, not using scripture. Right. Yeah. About, okay. From the same point of authority. Yeah. For a lot of people in order for them not to lose their shit. And huh. have some stable pockets of society, religion's okay as long as it's not uh, harming other people. That's where you know radical Islam becomes a serious problem. But at the same time, radical Islam is no different than the Inquisition. It's the same thing, different religions. Mm -hmm. It's whenever you say you must believe what I believe, or I'll kill you. Right, is where there's a problem. Right, or even, and I don't like this, is proselytizing Christians mm -hmm. who go out of their way to harass people. Mm. I have a problem with that because mm. now you're you're being obnoxious. What do you mean by harassment? Have you found Jesus? You need to find Jesus. You need to. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you wanting to lead the the kneel the prayer to anyone who's welcome to at the at the protest. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I don't have a problem with yeah. that. Yeah. But if you're just like harassing people, yeah, yeah like yeah. knocking at my door yeah. because it's in your religion. Well, that's harassing people. Yeah. If yeah. your religion is good, they'll come. Yeah. Right, Judaism doesn't harass nobody, and yeah. some people convert because they like it, yeah. right? and that's fine. But if it's like you must spread the word of God, because then people will. If it's like uh, the Mormons, who are the only group of people who've ever done this successfully and not been total douches about it, right? Or mm. like, oh, okay, like it's still obnoxious, but at least they're nice about it. But most religions, they get that's yeah. where you get the zealots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they misinterpret, I must spread the word of God as yeah. I will kill you if you don't. Right. Right. Well, I, you'd be hard pressed to find a fundamentalist evangelical who will kill you if you don't convert. But, but, but I it's think, aggressive. Because I used to be, I used to be that. Yeah. Right. And, and I also. you grew up. I, well, I grew up. I mean, I, I, I had a, a big long journey from uh, like a Protestant Christianity towards the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. which is what I am now. But I'll, so, so strange to me, but hey. And why is it strange to you from your perspective? They're the most extreme from a religious thing. Like um, The Catholics are Catholic most extreme. Teach. Okay. And they, well, they're not. But like, let's okay. say the historical break off of the Catholic Church is because yes. people didn't want to be so rigid. Right. Part of uh, it. And they wanted to have their the bring God into the house rather than just like. Uh, is there's part of that's yeah. part of the I mean reason. again I'm not a theologian yeah yeah, yeah my yeah. history is not that good on yeah. that aspect but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the Catholic Church tendency to control and manipulate yes. things well we have a we have a very long history of that absolutely yeah. Roman Empire never died no yeah um and there's there's so many again like you get into history there's if you really want to learn from history truly like you gotta you gotta be interested in the nuances right yeah. And this show is not going to have a nearly enough time to get into those, those nuances. That, yeah. But I'll, I will say one thing about from the perspective of my experience of being in, I would still say I am evangelical. I'm mm. just now an evangelical Christian, uh, Catholic rather than evangelical fundamentalist 
Protestant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difference is, is that um, I'm not, I'm not scared of you going to hell. Yeah. Whereas I, th- I, I be, and, and the reason I say I'm not scared is because as you a, need to be saved. Well, Let me save you. Well, you do. I do think you need to be saved. <laughs> I think we all need to be saved. And it's like, I include myself in that because the Catholic position, and this is, this is what the reformers wanted to, um, part of what they, um, introduced, uh, to, uh, Christianity when they when Martin Luther protested was that you need to be assured absolutely assured of your salvation. The German Martin Luther, right? not the Black Martin Luther. Yes, for those not who yes, don't know. yes, yes, not Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther the 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 priest actually yeah. he was a priest right. Yeah. So so Martin Luther um, in the 1500s 1517 the, the Reformation he wanted he introduced you know this doctrine that of of absolute assurance of salvation. So, which means that basically the uh, kind of the question is, are you in or how do you know you're in heaven? Mm-hmm. Well, you just, you just know because of your faith in Jesus Christ, right? Whereas the Catholic position is, look, I, I, I could be, I could believe in all the right things, but I still might not be going to heaven, yeah. right? So like, we don't have any like assurance of salvation, which, which means that we're not super prone to like get you on our side because what we ultimately believe is as long as you respect. We do believe that God, you know, objectively exists, and that He presented Himself to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. But just because on your private journey, you know, you haven't seen the truth in that, that doesn't mean you're damned, right? But the point is, is that God has God is revealing Himself to you in special ways, in true ways, in objective ways. And it's based off of how you respond to those revelations. So you can be a Jew and be saved. You can be a Muslim and be saved. Yeah, because Jews are good no matter what according yeah. to our religion. So it's fine. <laughs> right. You could, but I'm saying too, like you can be an atheist and be saved, yeah. right? Because it's it's more because it's about it's about not fear. It's not fear of like escaping hell, but it's about love. It's about God is love, and and you know back to that conversation about love, the objective truth. Are you pursuing the truth? To the greatest extent that your conscience is holding you accountable to, if you are, because because then we can get into conversations like, what if your experience of Jesus is a bad one? What if you what if you grew up with a pedophile priest? Which there was too many right? of those, unfortunately. Yeah, there, well, actually, you'd be surprised to know there's actually a way bigger crisis in the public school system statistically than in the Catholic Church. The reason you hear about the Catholic Church is because it's one giant organization. Yeah. And so you hear if it happens in Kentucky and it happens in BC, it's like, well, it's the it's the one organization, right? So you yeah, hear the more public about school it. system is a disaster. It is. It's, uh, sorry, you, teachers, you guys suck. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. So my my only point is like that's the reason why these evangelical fundamentalist Christians are so passionate about is they love you, but they're scared for you as yeah. well. So it's not like a malicious thing yeah. like that, like yeah. like you no, you is, might describe it. I don't think I did a very good job sort of arguing my point is that, and then Ben Shapiro again made me realize this is that when humans are fearful, it's chaos. Yeah. They start acting erratically and start being willing to do more and more crazy shit. Mm -hmm. And if you feel there's no consequences to your actions in lives, you don't care and you'll act Mm -hmm. like a wild person. So the, the problem that I think organized religion solved was calming getting people to behave better through a little bit of fear of if you act like a total piece of crap what if Mm. our existence is the test right and if you act like a piece of crap yeah and there's more after this yeah you're screwed yeah 
and obviously i think a lot of religions have been bastardized away from the main point but it was an attempt from probably some very smart people to get people to behave a little bit better but with the threat of something after mm. what the catholic church did wrong early on was mm -hmm. say if you don't do what we say yeah then you're screwed yeah which is not how it should work yeah but the idea that you should be a good person try your best and not act like an animal or else there may be consequences is no different than crime and punishment in a sense it's that hey if you murder someone there will be serious consequences mm. and I, I people will never admit this but i guarantee you if there was no repercussions for murder you'd have a crap load murder and people right. nowadays would say oh i just don't have it in me bull no you do shit. you do totally i probably would have done it myself a million times there's a sleeping monster and yeah all of and us and people don't want to admit that yeah. And and I think religion in when it's done well keeps people from acting like animals. And laws when done well right. keep people from acting like animals. Okay. Both have the same effect is stop being an asshole. I mean, not the sense that I said something mean to someone and they call me an asshole. It's like even if you think John is the biggest piece of shit in the world, which a lot of people do, that's fine. I'm still leaving the world a better place coming going out than i did through trying to help people and make it better and mm. giving them skill sets i'm even if my personality is offensive to people i'm still being productive member of society versus i'm just running around stabbing everyone who said something mean to me because i can't handle it mm -hmm. well if you ran around dating doing that except in progressive cities like san francisco now most places are gonna be like okay you don't play nice you're done there's consequences so on a broader more philosophical like Hey, what if this isn't the end and there is something else after that? Maybe you shouldn't be a total, complete piece of shit. It gets those fringe people, small members of small, small, <laughs> to right. not actually, it keeps more people in that center than it does the extremes. Right. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's more about the psychology of man and our propensity for great violence and maintaining large groups of people in a way that has some order to it. Right. Because when you have societies, religious or not, and you're starting to see this now, this is why we need to break up into smaller countries. Mm. When too many people don't agree in a given society, you will have a destabilized society because everyone's trying to pull it in different directions, which can be fine if you agree, okay, well, BC is going to be its own country and Alberta is going to be its own country and we're going to believe our own things and we're all going to get along other than that. Because the functioning economic values are reasonably the same. We can all live together as neighbors, but hey, Alberta wants to live like this and, and BC wants to live like this as an example. Or if California, you want to push your progressive, crazy, bad shit, crazy nonsense, well, go ahead, be your own country. You technically have the ability, but I guarantee you it's going to prove to the world that those ideas will fail and everyone's going to leave and you're screwed. Mm. But at least then it's compartmentalized to failure. Mm. Right, COVID showed us that this globalized, well, only China builds this stuff. It's not a good idea. Mm. Now California eats a giant dick and the rest of the country is fine. It's going to have to keep up their crap. I know, yeah. It's the elite Karens who totally. think they know best but have no idea what, uh, you know, 
Who's still living in California? Like lots of people, poor people, unfortunately. The people who suffer right. are the poor people. No, by the you're way, you're right. Actually, totally. The, these these lunatics. People who elite, can't afford to yeah. move away. I mean, it's it is easier <laughs> actually easier to move in America from one place to another than it right. would be in somewhere like Canada. But hmm. um, it's so you're, you're saying it's easier to move from California to Florida than it is to move from BC to Alberta? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't done either. So okay. <laughs> I might be talking about it in my ass. But it's just uh, like their country is built on. I can get up and move to another state with different values yeah. that match mine. Yeah. Canada is more like an amorphous blob. You're going to get the same of... value, legally speaking and structurally speaking, if I go to Ontario than here. Yes, the provinces have some different rules. Yeah. But like you see how Florida versus New York policy right now is completely different. Right. So. It's easy. I, I think what I mean to say is it's easier in America to get up and move to somewhere that you want to move that values your ideas better right. than Canada because there's federalism here in a way that's different than there. And it's just like all the laws, the criminal laws are all the same and a lot of the approaches are all the same. Even if stuff like healthcare is managed provincially, it's still fundamentally under the auspices of the Canadian Doggers Association. Yeah. So. And not even that, but just like, let's say Saskatchewan was everything I want it to be politically. Yeah. Who I've, wants to live in I've lived in BC for 27 and a half years. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I can't. Yeah. I psychologically can't move anywhere. It would be so hard. Well, that's it's a, so great. You here. know, that's the thing. Beautiful. Be like the, the, the temperature, just the. <laughs> well, that's the thing is yeah. if, if Canadians don't wake up. Yeah. I'm leaving. Right. I'm I want to too. I don't I want to leave beats. I like it here. Yeah. I think it's like, especially in a asteroid hits the earth, having a property up in the, in the Rockies in BC, you're golden. You'll yeah. survive the flood. You're high enough that you can deal with stuff. You can get yeah. under the bedrock. You can hunt stuff. Like it's yeah. a good place to live. There's, yeah. you know, all sorts of things. Um, but ideologically it's like, dude, if we, if, 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 Canadians continue to be blind and continue to say, just stay apolitical in the sense that they're not, not even interested in what's going yeah, don't on. Don't talk about religion or politics. And like, I, I met a woman in a bar. who's was like, I was always voting conservative. I got a divorce. Fuck that guy. I voted for Trudeau because he has nice hair. Oh my God. And I was like, I'm, this is not, a, this, I'm not making this up. This happened. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, I feel like those people is, shouldn't be allowed to vote. But I feel like that's the average voter in Canada. Yeah. The average voter in Canada votes on feelings. It's like someone, I probably rebel, went in the streets and was asking people in Toronto, why do you vote liberal? Do you like Trudeau? It's like, no, I hate Trudeau, but I've always voted liberal, so I'm always going to vote liberal. And this is why. This is why I think we need we do need reform yeah. in our in our electoral. By the way, program. that dickhead got elected on the basis that he was going to bring in electoral reform. Exactly. And as soon as he realized he had majorities. Like, nope. Yeah, exactly. Because the conservatives would start winning a lot more. Yes. If that happened. Because like, if, if if you even just changed it, forget about the Senate, whatever. But even if you just made it so like we're going to have two people that you vote for, mm. you're going to vote for your. The, the, who's going to represent your constituency and who you want to be prime minister. It's yeah. like, I would vote for the PPC person and then I would vote for Polyev yeah. as prime minister, right? Yeah. Let's say, or let's say you're any number of those liberals that you just mentioned. They would vote for whoever their liberal person is that they want to represent, but they want someone else to be prime minister, right? You know, that's, that's an idea I had is we vote for our MPs. We see who forms uh, major government and you know maybe the cabinet seats is representative based on the parties and then each 
person puts their party leader up and then you vote for who's actually the prime minister. Right. Of Something Africa. like that, right? Because you're basically like the party's saying this is our leader and yeah. then you get who you get. And right. it's like maybe the conservative MPs want to have the majority, but their leader's terrible. Yeah. And the public is like, no, I actually don't like that guy. Yeah. And maybe we want the other guy to, and that way there's more balance. And even just on a paper trail, like most liberals did not vote for Trudeau. They voted for wh whoever their liberal, and Trudeau wasn't even voted yeah. for to be the prime minister. Yeah. He was voted to represent his riding. Yeah. But because he I, is. I hate the fact you can yeah. be prime minister and a riding representative. I don't like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm getting at yeah. here. Because now this guy has executive powers to just invoke the Emergencies Act, even though. Well, he on... doesn't. Well, that's what he did. Yeah. Right. But that's then it just shows you why he's an authoritarian lunatic. Yeah. Even if yeah. it's just Gerard Butts telling him what to do. If you yeah. don't know who that is, his little I've heard the name, puppet. but again, it's he's his like best Soros friend. To me. It's his best friend who he grew up with. Really? And he's a political oh. piece of shit oh, okay. who was involved in the party politics, but he publicly was thrown out due to one of the numerous scandals hmm. that they were involved in. And he's still the puppet master because he still talks to Trudeau interesting right and so gerald, is, i hear that name all the time gerald butts gerald butts but I don't, this is not I've the first time he, he has unilaterally undemocratically done something and hid behind like his order in council the privy council it's like a small group of the cabinet ministers and nobody can get access to that information courts have said we want to see what you decide he's like nope don't have to i don't have to tell you nothing allegedly the reason why i did the emergency act is come cbc analyst told them that this is what you should do <laughs> wow and it's like can we see what evidence that you use to invoke this emergency act? No. Why not? Cabinet privilege. This is like the millionth time he's done this. Yeah. They're hiding behind these stupid archaic laws that protect them because of, quote, national securities, Winnipeg lab thing. Nope. National security, count, uh, cabinet privilege. But yeah. actually, even NDP M MPs are like, hey, we want, we want to know what happened here. Nope. I can't, cabinet I can't privilege. wait to see this play out, man. I'm so... I'm so excited, honestly. Just Even in to the see States, what happens. a Senate committee can get access to top secret stuff and they can't just sit there and say, no presidential privilege. Even if a president does a executive order, technically the Congress can still override that. Executive orders can be overridden by Congress. Wow. If enough people vote one way. Yeah. They just, you know, don't because you need the votes. But still, there's the mechanism to stop that. And Kennedy's like, no, cabinet privilege. Nope. I am doing what I believe in democracy. Hey, asshole, you were multiple times unilaterally made a decision that no one asked for. Except your stupid CBC polls. Yeah. Who at this point needs to not be a national broadcaster no, anymore. Diff. That needs to be the first thing Harper Any... did it. He defunded them. I, well, he cut. He That's cut the budget. The, the media, he didn't well, yeah. defund them. He cut the budget. Yeah, which is why the media. Which hates is why him. they hate. Yeah. It's biased. That it's it's. Most but we need zero dollars. Yeah. Zero dollars going to them. Well, not even grants. Like just nothing. And now they want to do what Australia did, which is uh, tech giants have to pay all these failing businesses in the media because the media is allegedly doing the work. Hey, dickheads! You're all getting it from AP because none of you do anything anymore, and you're basically useless mouthpieces for your governments. Mm -hmm. So no, you don't get funding. Do a successful business model that people yeah. care about and people will watch you. I know artists because I'm, I'm a musician, yeah. right? And it's like, how do artists survive? Yeah. Most of us are us. 
I don't, I'm not a working artist at all, yeah. but, but it's, it's all government grants, right? Yeah. It's like, if your art was worth it, people would buy it. Yeah. Well, that's right? it. <laughs> I agree with that. This whole idea of Canadian content, Canadian content, yeah. it's yeah. like make good content. Yeah. I'm sorry. Small town prairie, like corner gas is a famous Canadian show. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an okay show. Yeah. I, I laughed a few times. I'm sorry. That's not going to succeed up. globally. Yeah, exactly. It just will not. I'm sorry. I don't. And, and it doesn't even help that Trudeau himself is like, there's no such thing as a Canadian identity anymore. And he said something like that once. Yeah. And it's just and like, sh okay, there should be good content. It's, as opposed but organically. to Shit's Creek. Yeah. Hilarious. Show. I watched it before it was popular. It's funny. Oh, really? My wife tried to get me that. I'm not really. Well, it, when they do get into the whole game marriage thing, which I don't have a problem with, but it's like it gets a little bit like I think you're pushing this a little bit too hard. Oh, yeah. But the writing is is really good. That's why it got famous in the States. They picked it up because right. of the gay marriage. Right. Thing. Of course. But the acting is hilarious. Yeah. The writing is good. Yeah. And it took off. It's like if you make good content yeah. that can be relatable, it will take off anywhere it's like squid games you see squid games no it's you might i don't know if you like the gratuitous it's violent i think it's it's fine but i'm fine with it too okay. no i just the, i don't have netflix they made a good show that just went and it's exploded it's not in english right is it's it korean, subtitles korean. it's korean yeah, so yeah. that's cool yeah that's it's, really yeah, cool great. make good yeah. content yeah. stop with your bullshit people want art up. It are a uh, movie, film, and TV are like the most consistent businesses to last through any kind of yeah. like economic collapse. And like, like people, people want it. An example is like I, I do this. I don't have twenty million listeners. Yeah, I have enough that. Well, you can't make money on a podcast in Canada unless you're huge. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, you have to like really finagle. But yeah. it's because they like. Uh, you're not in America. There's all these rules, and you, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, right? They can't advert. You get the advertising dollars like you can in Canada due to legal rules, which is good and bad. But it's like I do this because I like conversation. People yeah. want to listen. Want to listen. You either do it because you love it, or you do it because you're good at it and can make money at it. Yeah. If you're in that between, don't start yelling at people. Yeah. To pay you to do shit nobody cares about. Yeah. Do you love it enough that you want to keep doing it? Yeah. Or are you good enough that people want to listen to you? Right. One, one, both can be true, but if you're screaming that I need support, you give me money, blah yeah. blah. I'm Canadian, blah, 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 yeah. you suck. Yeah, I I grew up with um learning piano, writing music, and I wrote like a whole hour and a half heavy metal yeah. symphonic orchestra classical soundtrack, blah 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 of of the gospel. Yeah. Right? It's like, but I did that. I didn't do that for money. I yeah. didn't get grants in it. It's like I just I literally just did it because it was a expression of myself yeah. and did it take a lot of time and effort and energy that i could have been putting towards a job or something yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. but like i felt so passionate about it i like i needed to do it or die right it's like uh, that's what art needs to be those musicians that are like i'm not gonna sell out i'm like that's fine just know you're not gonna make money exactly and that's exactly fine. it's but fine no but it's like if you right. want to make a living at this yes. you're gonna have to break your principles a little yes. bit Otherwise, you're not going to make money. Yes. Like I had a, a, someone I know who's like he had a band and he's just like screaming into the microphone. I can't even understand what he's saying. And he's like, it's art. I'm like, yes, there's like 10 people listening to you, man. But, okay, yeah, exactly. Just so you know. So you either yeah. love it. Yeah. Or you realize that if you want to make money as like a composer or a musician, you're going to have to write other stuff for people that they, that they want. And both can be true at the yeah. same time. I, that's actually my favorite Ben Shapiro quote is 
two things can be true at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> sky can, can be blue and, no and clouds can be away. gray. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's the pay attention to me. I need special treatment. I have to do this. Does people like what you're doing or not? And if you want to broaden your audience, then you do have to tailor it a little bit accordingly. Right. And have it. That's why I said, like, Tucker Carlson, he's got a massive audience. Yeah. You're, I guarantee you, cut the snark, you'll have a bigger audience. Right. Stop the theatrics, you'll have a bigger audience. I mean... He doesn't really need a bigger audience, though. Like he's he's annihilating Still everyone. Still not else. as big as Rogan. That's true. Yeah. Because some people will true. only listen to the MMA episodes because they hate the science, and some people will listen to the other islands. I listen to all of it because I can relate to all of it. Yeah. Right. But I know people like, and we all had that one episode where I'm like, that fucking person he had on is such mm. an idiot. Mm. Um, Who can you name one? Because then I'm gonna go listen to that one. Oh crap! What's her name? I like the more intellectual the RT. stuff. Reporter who was shitting on Israel. Oh, and okay. she she said a few things. I just can't. Abby Martin. She said some things I that I know. I don't remember her. I know, I know to her. be factually incorrect. Gotcha. Okay. I think I've seen clips of that. And, and Rogan is he's suggestible. He often will follow the whoever the latest person on a given topic that he right, right. he's getting better at. Sure. It. But historically, and he, he I'm like that too. Someone says something. It's got to be right. Yeah. Someone says another thing. Oh, that's good. He right. has had very few people <laughs> on defending Israel's position other than Ben Shapiro and his friend Ari Shafir. And right. Ari Shafir yeah. is a comedian, so he doesn't really have all the yeah, details. Yeah, yeah. And Ben Shapiro cannot commit the 10 hours he needs on Rogan yeah. to actually assess this out. Yeah. Granted, you know, uh, Shapiro is a bit militant on that. As someone who's been there and served there, and understands the culture there to a degree, and not not enough to want to live there uh, permanently because I'm too Canadian. But right. um, a lot of what people say about Israel is false, just mm. on a factual level. I was surprised when Israel did the whole like four shots corruption, corruption. Because there's two things because Benjamin Netanyahu yeah. was in my eyes like an corrupt. awesome conservative. Corrupt, though. He's corrupt. Really? Yeah. He, wow. His deal he signed with Pfizer is why they pushed it so much. Wow. You have to ask yourself how in the hell did he get vaccines before anyone from Pfizer is because of the contract he signed and someone leaked it. That's how people know it mm. is basically um, we will record all medical data for you and give it to you. Any wow. data we have, we will just give it to you. So they became a giant research state. That's, that's one thing. Wow. And, and it was a political move because he was fighting for prime minister, which he subsequently lost the new prime minister. I forgot his name is religious. Okay. But the religious view on Jews, which I experienced in Israel, is weird. They value mm. the Jewish life so much that one death is too much. And I hate zeroism. I hate yeah. it. It's not effective. Same. It's silliness. No. So you had the political class who was saying, we made this decision. We have to stick with it because we don't want to look stupid. And then you had the religious or the more the, the groups of people like, nobody can die from this. I'm sorry. Death is part of life. Yeah. And people are going to die. You want to minimize it, but you guys didn't really do that it turns there's a out. difference between uh loving life and yeah. fearing death yeah they're and not the same thing zeroism is absurd because even from a again first principles conservation of energy the amount of energy you're going to take to save that last life is so absurd on a community basis yeah. it's destructive and that's where a lot of these people have been with their policies it's due to corruption what they're saying and why they're doing it are two different things yeah we're saving lives Nah, you're doing it for political reasons um and then you destroy everything just to save that one last life. And it's like, no, I'm I'm sorry. The moment, and I, I haven't looked at the numbers, but say Omicron, the moment it's equal to or less than the average death flu or around yes. that, we're done here. Yeah. 
It's and, exactly. and even before, I think they were over exaggerating it. I won't get into the weeds on that one too much. I could, but it was about is about um, modules or not modules? Died models of, died of COVID or with COVID? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's they only that's recently thing... in BC have finally acknowledged it because it's convenient because oh, most of their leaked. hospitalizations. Uh, Bonnie are... Henry is a lying sack of crap. Yeah, and bullshit. You were kind during this. You you're a manipulative, narcissistic yeah. person, and I don't like people like you. Yeah. You should not fair be in enough. Power. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Even if Horgan was the one making a lot of the decisions and she's just a pawn, you know better. Yeah. Because she wrote in her book that she didn't agree with a lot of it or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, exactly. It's like, then have some moral fortitude no and principles. say no. Well, exactly. then someone also just replace me. That's even worse. It's like, you go on record as yeah. someone that at that time the public really with respects. With influence, exactly. With influence, and we got a different story here. Yeah. You're a coward. Sorry. No, it's just, it's exactly. just like these It's people. all about the paycheck. That's the it. paycheck and their legacy. Yep. You know, with Francis Collins and those email leaks, who is the head of the NIH, Fauci's boss. A lot of scientists just just love him because he's he. It, now, if fair, if, if Francis Collins was on Lex Friedman, and I think that if he'd been the front man instead of Fauci, it would have gone very different because Fauci sounds like a just a piece of shit most of the time. Yeah, Francis Collins talks very nicely, uh, but he lied. And it's about protecting their legacy and their friends. It's like, do you know who Michael Osterholm is? No. He was, he's flip-flopped throughout this whole damn thing. Yeah. But he's like a virologist, epidemiologist. He's been on Rogan multiple times. Last time he was on Rogan was a few weeks ago. And I'm like, dude, they got him. They got him. Because the lab leak topic came up. And his, he, the previous times he'd come on, he's bringing facts and data and da 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 and all this stuff. And this time he was like, the lab link thing is hype, is, is ridiculous. And, da, 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 and, that, huh. and when he was pressed on why, it's, well, I trust my colleagues. Huh. And What's like, his name? Uh, Michael Oster, Osterholm or something. Okay. He was the advisor to the Biden administration until he started telling them some of their policies are nonsense, and then they got rid of him. So then why, why, why is he got then? If he's gotten because rid of Because some of these people believe so much in scientists are infallible and right. science is infallible and we are infallible and why right. would anyone lie about anything i trust them yeah. they're my colleagues yeah do you need me to lay out the argument that is a there's a massive paper trail to you guys or are you just so stuck on the science my colleagues we can't do anything that makes science look bad or any, our work look bad right well they're all they're all nerds who are yeah. bullied in high school yep. who a lot have of them. who have a spot of glory mm. and now they're taking revenge on the jocks yeah. who are now truckers <laughs> some some of them some of right them. um yeah i know that analogy is what i think is these a lot of scientists are socially awkward weirdos a lot of the scientists who will actually be honest with you the virologists some of them at the start were everywhere and they quietly got shuffled out these are socially awkward people who i remember listening to this person who said at the beginning masks don't work that everyone's going to get this we're just going to have to learn to live with this is fine and she was right the whole time yeah but she was a little overweight didn't have a very good orotate. Yeah, not, not someone orator. you'd put in front of the camera. Nope. Yeah. Um, now, at the time, she said, masks don't work. And I was like, hold on a second. But we were also being publicly told that it was not airborne. And at that time, I was like, of course you should wear masks. Right. If it's not airborne, if it's just spit. Right. Oh, and then they knew it was airborne the whole damn time. She knew it was airborne. Didn't, hold on though. Didn't McCullough or whatever his name was, he was on Rogan. He said that. You cannot transmit this asymptomatically. It is not airborne. It was an error in timing. Uh, wait, the first time? Uh, Maybe I'm mixing it up. Well, okay. So 
Mc, I can't pronounce his last name. Peter McCullough. Peter McCullough. He comes on Joe Rogan in December, and he says that you can't pass this asymptomatically. It's not airborne. He said that he said this. 20. Well, it was airborne, but at that time, here's the, what I meant. If he if he if he in fact said it's not airborne, we need a Jamie. Um, yeah, then that do. was wrong. Uh, if he's saying you can't transmit transmit asymptomatically, that was correct up until Omicron. And so what a lot of people have trouble, okay. I've noticed, is they're having trouble. They're using COVID-19 as a generic thing, and they right, can't differentiate <laughs> between the different variants <laughs> yes. because what worked for Alpha doesn't work for Omicron. Yeah. Delta, you know, Alpha, Delta were similar enough. More alpha, deadly. Alpha was a variant. Yes. That's the UK variant, yeah. right? It was Alpha. Yeah, okay, but so that was the one so they were freaking that... out about. It and was, here's eh? my thing is I think whatever was released from that lab Right. Bodies probably were dropping a lot quicker and then it mm. evolved already. And then by the time it got to Alpha, it was nowhere near as bad. Mm. Uh, and they're like, well, the China's not playing nice with us. They won't give us the information. It's like, some of you dickheads, there was a British scientist and Francis Collin were involved in working with that lab. So right. you're lying. Yeah. You're lying. And um, so on the general public, back to scientific illiteracy is. Well, if you're just in your head, COVID-19 is COVID-19. I don't understand all these Greek letters. What is going on? Well, we're going to have a problem because Omicron, I got it a while ago, right? And I survived and it was like a flu. But I, observationally, I have never seen anything spread that fast. It was crazy. Mm. Like someone who didn't know they were sick gave it to me who was vaccinated, by the way. So right. vaccinated people can spread it trips boosted people can spread Gave it, it to yeah. absolutely everybody and and it's like oh you're contagious it's like okay but then i in the within the same two or three week, week period in vancouver i was hearing everybody was getting it everybody yeah okay so yes omicron is probably the most like contagious thing i have ever seen in my lifetime mm. but i don't know anyone who died of it right in fact i don't know anyone who died of any of them because in bc most people were in the old folks homes so unless you knew someone yeah. in the old folks homes I don't know anyone died. I do know personally people who had negative side effects that are serious from right. the vaccine. Right. So oh, from the oh, from the vaccine. I do know personally. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not conspiracy. I know personally. Okay. People who had a wide variety of yeah, bad yeah, yeah. symptoms, worse than anyone I know who had COVID. Oh, but that's correlation, not causation. Of course. <laughs> when it when it's the but, vaccine, it's correlation. Yeah. When it's the virus, it's causation. I know what they're doing. They're playing a yeah. math game. They're playing a math game. Okay. And math can be art if you know how to manipulate it. Yeah. And it's like, it's well, true. well, how it's much true. did all these people who got vaccinated, you know, well, we helped a lot of people. And it's like, well, you actually can't say that because imagine a world where we did nothing. Yeah. We need that world to compare the data to say. No, exactly. And we can't do that. Yeah. So you're saying things that are actually impossible to prove truthful, as in, did this actually save lives? Yeah. Well, it's funny you bring as much as you say it does, because I think yeah. you're screwing with the numbers here. It's funny you bring the math game up because I play the math game, too, where but in a legitimate way, where if you look at the oh, when you do months, it, it's legitimate. Yeah, when I do it, it's legitimate. <laughs> no, no, no. But but just the simple principle, both sides of the e equation need to equate. Yeah. Right. So when you look at the Pfizer trial data and it shows Which you they still won't release all of it, they still won't release all of it. But but uh, what is released in the New England Journal of Medicine, yeah. if you look at the tables of what of, of its effects, right? OK, yes, it's 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 effective of of uh, decreasing your illness response to COVID-19. But look at all the other things it does. Increasing of heart illnesses. Right. Yeah. It's like, 
well, let's do the equations here. And you if, know what they'll if you're say. Going to ex- if you're going to accept one part of that table, yeah. you need to accept the other. all of well, the Well, it's parts like, you know table. what they say about the myocarditis is, oh, we, we can treat it. It's not a big deal. And now they have permanent damage to their heart. Yeah. Just because you can treat it so that they can leave the hospital doesn't mean they don't now have permanent damage to their heart. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a different kind of myocarditis. Is it though? Right. Well, you can still get myocarditis from it's it, it is a it is a um side effect or symptom what have you of COVID. Yes. But the point is is like are we actually decreasing overall illness and mortality with these vaccines? That we don't we there's no proof of that. The there's only, no proof the of that. The only evidence is they're spreading we need proof they're of that. spreading they they could make the argument that they did spread out the infection like eventually everyone's going to get this now we now know this even if right. alpha was still around it we still it would just actually be much slower eventually everyone would get it right but the golden rule in medicine is doing no harm right so you need to actually Which i believe they're violating fragrantly yes. as doctors by pretending like treatments don't exist that do and also yes. not actually giving proper medical why are we so di- why are we dying on this hill of vaccines like why aren't we looking at that's a, a good vaccine is a good tool. Yeah, that works. It's a tool, but that you have to look at it as a per vaccine, per like on each case, yeah. on a case basis, not as a generic thing. Yeah, because we can we please talk about what and people have what happened with the polio vaccine and that one company that screwed up and killed a bunch of people. Oh, see, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, twenty thousand people died because wow. one company totally screwed up, and people yeah. died as a direct result of their vaccine. Now. The overall polio vaccine, once they fix that problem, has done some good. Yeah, right? absolutely. But you can't pretend like that one company didn't just kill a bunch of people because they didn't do their proper job. Well, didn't we didn't we take away J and J for a period of time? And by the way, if you <laughs> right? actually like, look at the numbers, there were it, comparatively there it even Ben Shapiro was like they shouldn't have pulled J and J. Yes, people mm-hmm. were getting blood clots, and yes, all the countries. Uh, pulled it um, because they saw it as the risk was too high. But based on that math and that logic that it's creating that, it's breaking that risk threshold and so did the Pfizer one. So did all of right. them. They broke. And that's one of the arguments people seem to ignore is n- under normal circumstances, none of these would have been passed because the side effects are hot, too high. And most drugs would have massive lawsuits if they were doing this but again they'll be like yeah but look at all the billions and billions of people that we helped we've given them no problems okay that is true but it's still over that limit we'd previously set so yeah. are you resetting the limit of what's acceptable yeah to damage and that's what we've seen we've seen them redefine everything yeah. redefine Which the definition okay. of vaccine redefine the expectations of childhood development yeah. now right oh yeah that's disgusting oh so if people don't know the cdc yeah read lowered the standard of expectation of reading and cognitive skills for kids at a certain age because cognitive skills cognitive skills at a certain age because mask development screwed up kids so they're just like oh we'll just lower the bar then yeah. And they do it quietly knowing most people. If I'm a parent now who didn't know this, I'm going to look it up and be like, oh, they need to know this much? Well, right. you know, before the pandemic, it was like 20 points more than that was the yeah. minimum standard. And you have. It is there. so important. This is this is what happens when we. Yeah. My, my wife is a sign language interpreter. Yeah. And so she part, facial features and expression. That must it, have been real fun. Is like the grammar of, of sign yeah. language. It's like the inflection of sign language. Right. Yeah. So it's like 
so you know you you need to have facial expressions for that like like that's just a you know one part of just simply saying that like no you like your body language matters people seeing your face matters like this is me this is part of who i am and when we when we you know take our culture to this kind of like gnostic point of view like part of my physical body isn't part of who i am yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with defining me yeah. we actually devalue ourselves because yeah. no you are yes you have a spiritual element yeah you have a cognitive element but you have a physical element like it's yeah. that's part of who you are it's not like you're just this mind controlling this vessel right i know maybe elon musk wants to <laughs> change the definition yeah, of that but as it, as it is now what i believe is like no we're embodied people right where we're, we're, we're the physical matters yeah. your face matters well, and it's like well i get i think i could not understand i like people interpret the way i talk sometimes so much worse than they should because i've said stuff and someone else has said the but people oh and then i said they're like you're a jerk and then and, right and then my wife pointed out it's your facial expressions right and i'm like and it's funny i think that's how we get along because i'm one of those people who's very expressive with my face yeah. but i'm my family tells me that I'm like on the spectrum. Yeah. So it's I'm like, probably on it. yeah. So it's like, I relate to, I don't like, it doesn't offend. I don't get those things from you. I yeah. take, a, I take a whole lot more information personally from the actual words being said rather than the, well, yeah, like I'm not right? really looking at your face. I'm listening. Right. Cause I'm probably on the spectrum. Right. Cause I can't read this. Right. Very well. Until yeah. the tone of the voice changes. And then I hear it and I'm right. like, oh, crap. There you go. Right? But that's what she, <laughs> my wife was saying. It's your facial expressions are really offensive. And I'm like, it's my face. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. But most people who are not on the spectrum, they rely heavily on those facial expressions. Right. So if your facial expression, tone of voice, and all that doesn't match what's in the middle of the bell curve, people right. are like, I'm like the same yeah. thing I said. You're offended by, but they just said it five minutes later, and you laughed at it. What the 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 the, the argument, the logic is the exact same, but what's the difference? Right. It's it's people are responding subconsciously to things, and they're not actually responding to the merit of what's being said. Yeah. They're not actually yeah deep in what's going on. It's just like generic responses. And there's there's value in uh, being receptible and you know responsive to the effective right absolutely uh we do need that um but there's also value in just the the cognitive right the what is what is plain and blank and i think just the more balanced you are obviously is the yeah. more healthy healthy position yeah and you know there may be some biochemistry thing like for yeah. me i uh oh i have admitted before i took some illicit drugs that are totally fine in bc nobody cares here right that fixed a lot of problems and you're starting to see in the scientific literature it uh it works Mm. some of these drugs mm. that are considered illicit but work far better than any pharmaceutical right. people have known about them for a long time and they're quite enjoyable to take to be frank as long as you do it safely yeah uh and it's just like sometimes people have the con there's something here now this is where i get philosophical on this okay let's do it is is it wrong or is it just socially acceptable because if you're right. living in the woods by yourself right like a lunatic does it even yes. matter because you're sustaining yourself yes but then it's certain behaviors are frowned upon and unacceptable in society yeah so you can it's like the the progressives again it's like oh you're on a different spectrum that's cool do your thing stop yelling at me about it that i don't understand it right right i don't scream at people because they don't like me i'm like well i guess you don't like me and this is why i'm just developing a world where i'm comfortable being by myself then right you know it's just and i'm fine with that and it's like, if you really, really want to fit in, first of all, it's exhausting, but you have to play these games. And it's like, for me, it's like, 
I'm okay with being different. And if people don't like me for that, that's fine. I'm not going to demand the world bend to my will. Most people are just like, I don't want to be around you. You're mean or you're this or you're that. And it's like, okay, fine. Instead of trying to bend the whole world to make myself fit in, it's like you don't fit in. Unless you're in that average bell curve of human beings, you won't by just practical reality. Because mm-hmm. so you need you need to be okay with that uh, being different. And that's like part of the human experiences we're so driven to fit in but that's that bell curve it's actually the extremes on that side not bob yeah. in the rut but <laughs> this one that uh that uh it you'll change the world yeah because you're willing to risk stuff and you are different you think different you'll come up with different solutions but if you're screaming at that 80 percent to to treat you the way you want to be treated it's not going to go well Right, and you're gonna create a disaster for everyone because you're just antagonizing everybody. Mm. It doesn't work. I know I've antagonized people. One of the issues is I didn't I didn't understand. I don't know what I'm doing because mm. I don't get that stuff, and nobody wants to tell me. Mm. Sorry, mentorship is super important because if you are a child who's abnormal for whatever reason, whether for good or for bad, you need people to sort of guide you because you're not thinking like other people. Mm. It's not a bad thing. Mm. It's just you are not like the rest of them. That's fine. So you need guidance to how to figure out how to do your thing, but also work with the rest of it. And the failure, go back to the failure of parenting, failure of the school systems to properly mentor and not push stupid ideology. You're getting lots of lost kids. Uh, do you know who Eric Weinstein is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, when he still did his podcast, I wish he did, he, uh, he was saying that you're getting a lot of kids who fall through the cracks who are extremely intelligent in the system because they're either not getting super good grades so the teachers don't or they're antagonistic towards the teacher like I was. So they're like, I don't care about this student. I'm not going to streamline because if you don't like dot your I's, cross your T's, do exactly as they're asking and be a good little student even if you're smarter than the people there mm-hmm. uh, unless you're already like, like able to show it to people, which not everyone is because a lot of people struggle in school didn't do well in school, hated school, and then went on to do amazing things. But because the system doesn't want to realize that sometimes different is better, for, not better, but it's going to be productive member of society, they don't get the mentorship they need. And it's a waste. If you don't have the parents to do it and the system doesn't pick it up, you've lost, as Herrick would say, like the human resource capital, the brain power. It's gone. Right. Because now they've just spent all their lives with bad behavior or bad uh, tendencies. And they're not being as productive as they could have been if people had just realized, oh, yeah, they're, they're different. Uh, that kid needs to kind of do its own thing and they're fine. But, you know, everyone else is, uh, should be in that sort of structured environment. Yeah. We're starting to sort of realize this now, but the system doesn't want it to. Yeah. They just refuse to accept. I'm sorry, most of your teachers suck. Yeah. Does, can anyone honestly say all your teachers in high school were amazing? No. No. Most of them should not be there. Right. They should not be there. Totally. And if teachers want to get paid more which I'm fine. Yeah. Half of you need to get fired. Yeah. And you need to be not only really good at what you do, but relate to the people you're talking to. Yeah. And if you're not one of those teachers, find something else to do. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of teachers are there because they failed at everything else. Mm. So they just go teach. And then you get the people who are like, I love kids. I love teaching. Sorry, but I don't want you teaching my child, but I love it. No, no, no. no. It's my child. You don't get to do that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're screwing my kid up. Yeah. Right. And it's even worse in the States. It sounds like most teachers don't even want to be there anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, they're advocating for all of these, you know, to keep 
in, per in perpetuity, yeah. right? It's like the, the, the Zoom classroom. I just, I don't, the class Zoom. I don't understand how you can consider yourself loving children and be an educator and be advocating for this nonsense yeah. that is wrecking the children. To be fair, unions aren't there for the children. That's not their, that's for technically their not the job. Totally. There's a problem with that when you're not actually there for the children, you're there for the teachers and the political clout because NDP and BC, their biggest, one of their biggest donors is teachers unions. Who's one of the biggest democratic voters, uh, the donors across the U S teachers unions. Yeah. Unions in general. Yeah. Even though they cleared their policies, no longer represent the working class. Mm -hmm. It's a conflict of interest at the highest level and you're no longer there for the people anymore. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a I'm not anti anti union anymore. I used to be, but I'm also not like anti anti. -union. No, like really, uh, that's too many anti. I'm not. I used to be like screw unions, but they have their places sometimes if there aren't mechanisms in government and, and yeah. structure to fix some problems. But they become they end up becoming these giant political machines that are not useful. Well, that's my nuance too. It's like even as a conservative, I'm pro union. Yeah. I just think that unions should be subject to the free market like any other. Or even like this idea people. that you just, uh, you know, strength through numbers. Obviously, you found that in the, the protest, strength through numbers. It's yeah. a thing. But there's a certain point when you're just combining all these different fields and trades that aren't even related to each other in giant unions. Because strength with numbers is like, you know, if a big corporate, one corporation has its own union, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Clearly, the corporation didn't know how to treat its workers properly mm. and the governments were not doing one of their jobs which is make sure corporations aren't treating people like shit i think that's one of their jobs government um but when you start getting these giant unions that represent all these different fields all over the place it's like that's a political party now mm. that's not protecting the workers like if you're fields that like the what's the goal of teacher to enrich the next generation? Well, the union doesn't care about that, but they'll say they do. It's right. like, well, it doesn't seem like it at yeah. all. In America, it's worse. Canada, it's not as bad. Yeah. Israel didn't screw that up, by the way. The kids no? were in school the whole time. Oh, wow. Because the data said kids were not. Well, yeah, issue. I know. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to put my kids into I've, we can go longer, no but YouTube will uh, like three hours, I think. Oh, is it? <laughs> like that's two hours and fifty-four minutes. Yeah, we can go longer though. It's no big deal. Yeah, minutes. whatever. Yeah. yeah, all good. Um, yeah, I'm not sending my kids to. Yeah. School when I, I apparently how it works here because I'm you know new to the whole even the idea of like private school thing like with because we have Catholic schools here in BC. Mm. One of the um, best ones is right around the corner. Which one is it? I don't know the name. I don't okay. care. <laughs> just I know it's there. Yeah. Well, apparently, like you can opt out. Like you get a you get a tax deduction mm. if you like. Basically, the government in, instead of having you pay like part of your taxes that go towards the public school system, if you're not mm. putting your kid in the public school, school system, it actually goes towards paying for your private um, school system, mm. essentially. So that's pretty cool. I just, I mean, I don't have kids yet, so I have no I idea know, how that actually uh, no, works. No, and increasingly, even in, even here and in the States, people are pulling their kids out of the public school system. Yeah. But again, you have to be a parent that's there. You need at least one parent there actively teaching and working with the kids. Because you can get, you know, there's a syllabus in BC that you have, they have to meet the milestones. And I found uh, private homeschool kids act, do better academically, usually. Okay. If 
it's yeah. parents who care. Where they struggle is the argument, oh, we need to socialize them, I socialize them. Okay, well, then make your kid do stuff with other people. Right. Yeah. Like, and I was thinking about, for me, martial arts, sure, I'm going to teach my kid martial arts, no problem, but I'll probably want to enroll them in someone else's kid's program when they're old enough. Right. I'd be like, you go learn, listen to this person, go. Yeah. Because then they're getting the same stuff from another authority figure. Yeah. So obviously it has to be someone you trust. Yeah. But that's how you socialize them. Yeah. Right? Or take them to the, learn what your local element public school recess is. And uh, schools wouldn't allow They wouldn't that. let that? No way. Come on. They are too controlling about who's on the property uh, and who's not. Um, the, that's so But that's why you have parent groups and you have, it's like a lot of work because then you have to, for the sake of your kid, you're like, I hate these people, but I'm bringing like kids, <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, I think it's important to find groups of people and also unsupervised kids play is important in a safe environment. Obviously, don't leave them with... Unsupervised kids? Yeah. Yeah. They, Let them do stupid stuff. No, but it has to be... You can't helicopter them. The The evidence is coming out that kids actually need time with other kids when parents aren't watching. Right. Okay. Right. But you have to teach them, like, listen, like, if they do this, you need to tell me. If this happens, you need to tell yeah. me so that bullying doesn't happen or whatever. But they need to do that because they need to figure out on their own yeah. how to interact with other peers their own age without doing the looking at the parent, looking for approval or not approval. It's almost like it's like developing integrity, too. And, well, integrity, right? but also, I mean, there's a certain age, like, where maybe five and up, you start letting this happen because under that, they just... They have no clue what the hell is going on. And they're also right. still in that selfish phase where the, they think they're the only thing in the world that matters. Um, yeah. This is why I, I think, you know, a parent class that teaches childhood develop, like the stages of childhood development, which is very established, yeah, is important. So that you actually understand, like, yeah, if your kid's doing this at this age, that's fine. Here's the milestones that you should be reaching. Forget what the CDC is saying. They're full of shit now. Um, yeah, but it's like that guy that was on Rogan. He's like, oh, dude, I was reading by before I even went to kindergarten. Like, no problem because my parents were teaching me. Hello, right? Zero to five is unless there's cognitive development. As I was just saying to my wife, it's um, zero to five is your coding. So your genetics are. I'm programming on C plus plus. I'm programming on Java. That's the genetics. That's how it determines. It mm. kind of sets the boundaries of where you can work with this. And then zero to five is I'm doing my coding, I'm programming it. And then, you know, six to like preteen is beta. And then teenager, even though you're not cognitively fully there, that's like run program and we'll, 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 we'll bug fix as we go. That's how I kind of look at it. Right. So it's like zero to five, even if they can't articulate that they understand is they're learning, they're learning everything. They mm. see everything. They know Do they have an understanding of like Stuff beyond what they can see, not always. Uh, I think object permanence kicks in around age two where they can understand that something can exist even if you can't see it. Right. Um, but they still don't understand less tangible things. There's an age, I forgot what age, six, seven, or eight, or whatever, where you, you take the two water, right? And you, right. two glasses, like say this, right. right? They're both, let's say they're full of water, mm -hmm. and then I take this glass, which is clearly different, and then I pour it into that. And you say, is this water and this water the same amount of water? And you'll know cognitively when they've huh. developed because then they'll say, of course it is. But until they hit that stage, they'll say, they'll look at the size of the cup and decide whichever one is bigger. Right. And they'll say that one has more because the cup is bigger. Right.
But once they can realize, well, the volume of water didn't change, then you know they've hit the next level of cognitive development and they can yeah. start understanding uh, tangible, less tangible ideas and concepts and philosophy. Yeah. So when you understand that, it's like, okay, the mistake of the West in education and in childhood early development is the idea that this is where you give some credit to the left about you can't measure everything. You can't all you need grades, but it can't all be about yep. grades yep. because the kids can't and everyone's a little bit different. They can't actually articulate to you, but you need to treat them as if they are still learning unless it's very obvious that they're not. Like if your kid's five and can't do round peg, round hole, you have a problem. Yeah, but. It's that understanding that they are paying attention to everything and now's the time to read to them. Now's the time to have music around them. Now's the time to actually talk to them. You can talk to them like adults. They won't mm -hmm. get it. They won't get stuff. They'll be bored. doesn't mean it's not getting in there. Right. Right. I was telling my wife that what I'd like to do, because we watch Netflix and I love that stuff. Uh, it's my like books and narrative is that, you know, uh, well, my wife's Chinese and kids learn from the languages of home well i don't speak mandarin but i think it's very important for them to learn so either i'm gonna well i'm probably gonna have to learn some i think i'm gonna struggle with that one but i was an easy way to solve this problem is let's watch chinese shows with subtitles so at least the children is hearing this and i said to her you're gonna ha you're probably gonna have to talk to them sometimes in mandarin or let them hear mandarin conversations so that they can their brain is picking up the grammatical structure Right. Even if they're not articulating it and some kids mm -hmm. get confused, but it's, it's proven they need to hear different languages early mm -hmm. so that their brain can pick up all the different grammatical structure. Like I was watching someone showed this newscaster in uh, he's covering the Ukraine thing. Five different languages fluently. I know it's crazy. And I was like, the Europeans are crazy with that. What the they hell? So because many. they just teach them early. Yeah. They just say you're going to learn these languages. It's so valuable, too. Uh, because you get to there's there's all different kinds of because speaking is how you communicate and even develop thought right this is why we need freedom of speech is to just let people you were just saying earlier today right like let the crazy super intellectual types speak because yeah they're outlandish and they're way out there but like that's how they actually get shit done yeah and 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 for the rest of us too it's because hold on okay yeah yeah that was a really weird idea you just said yeah but and so language allows you to express things in way in different ways if you know like i mean uh, reading the bible for instance yeah. in the in the greek or hebrew versus everything. versus english yeah. it's like whoa the, the words aren't actually there when it's not when it's not translated it's not there and when i look at this english translation oh we've had to like insert this word here in order to make sense. Otherwise it's like not, it's, it completely makes no sense in English. Like you have no thes or yeah. us or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So and it was also colloquial. Like, yeah. does it mean what we think? It exactly. Means? Right. Exactly. It probably doesn't. Exactly. Right. There's yeah. all kinds of cultural, um, like for instance, uh, what I learned recently, this kind of blew my mind. Um, was that like the sacrificial system in the Old Testament? We mm. read we read that in English, uh, in a in a North American Western context, yeah. and it's like, oh, they're sacrificing it. The, they're sacrificing those animals as a way for to appease God and and be um, to take their place, right, of God's anger. Yeah. But really, actually, what they're doing is essentially they're they're creating like a piecemeal, yeah. right? It's like it's actually like we're 
God and us are going to eat this meal together. Yeah. So it's not, so there's that nuance there, right? And, but it totally changes the way that you might interpret yeah. it because it's like, oh, this is an angry God we're dealing with versus a God who wants yeah. to be intimate and part of our family. You know, it's funny, right? uh, guilty pleasure on watching Love is Blind. Yeah. Have you heard of this? No. It's, it's interesting. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I have actually, yes. So uh, we yes. watched season two of the North American version. Yeah. And then the newer episodes aren't out yet because they're doing the stupid weekly thing. And so I was bored. So we put on the Japanese version of Love is Blind. <laughs> and okay. watching. Is it like a Japanese game show thing or something? No, no, no. It's <laughs> similar structure. <laughs> okay, okay. Similar yeah, structure. Yeah. And it's just watching the mating process. The exact huh. same format. Whoa. With the two different cultures. One you'll appreciate it's the, weird the editing style is different yeah, of yeah. the show it's the same format but the editing style of building the storytelling is yeah. different yeah so in the north american version um they basically you know have a few episodes where they're showing all the different relationships and of course the most dramatic ones get the most screen time and all this sort of stuff and then right. at the very end they edit it where okay now the reveal of all the people that proposed and then the holiday okay on well, the japanese version the first few episodes each episode is sort of more dedicated to one or two relationships specifically and at the end of each episode someone will propose so okay. the, there's the editing difference right which is interesting in the storytelling but then it's the communication between the couples now i know a little bit about japanese culture i did study it when i was younger i've been to japan japanese as a language is very direct yeah very to the point yeah and english is i don't think are there hypotheticals in Japanese, I've Meaning, heard. What do you mean by that? Oh, like uh, would have. Not as much. I'm not. Right? I'm not very good at the language. Yeah. But they're just a very direct, and it actually comes out because one of the guys spent time in America, and he was talking with one of these people, and he actually said like, "Oh, you speak English." They were talking English for a bit, and he's like, "I want to hear how you express this in English," because he's acknowledging mm. subtly that English is more expressive. It is. And so he wanted to hear far emotions. more nuance. He wanted to hear it yeah. in English. So yeah. they're talking in fluent English. And yeah. at one point they're like, I think we should be talking Japanese because someone probably told him stop, stop, stop. Oh, that's interesting. Stop speaking English. But they were fluent and it was just, but the questions in the Japanese one were like, what do you do for a living? Like, how yeah. do you see your family? Like right to the point, like matchmaking. Yes. And the, the English one is just like shooting the shit and making yeah, yeah, jokes yeah, 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 yeah. and screwing around. Yeah, and I, totally. I actually thought that the Japanese people understood a little bit better of what it meant to be in a good relationship and what mm. you should be looking for. And also several of the women were divorced and they were very mm. hesitant to bring that up because I'm, I'm going to go with oh, the cult. Japanese women. Yeah, it's not. Huh. You don't talk about that. It's frowned upon. Huh. versus North America. Like, yeah, I was divorced. It was mess, whatever. Yeah. And it's just even some of the guys are like, yeah, I got married. There'll be like certain things. One guy has tattoos because it's Japan. He's like, do tattoos bother you? Because right. the answer is no. Well, the guy's tatted up, which traditionally is a frowned upon and still traditional. But a lot of these young, they're more open-minded. They're like, no, nah, that's fine. And just watching the, the two different versions of the same. I hear there's a Love is Blind Brazil too. Um, right. And it's like, I kind of want to watch that one now because it's like to see the same reasonable format play across culturally 
the drama is different, the editing is different, and the questions and the mechanism of how they behave is different. Like North American ones are like, did you sleep with him yet? And the yeah. Japanese, they're not talking about that. Wow. Not at all. But it's just that should show you cultural awareness. It's like yeah. same thing, different approach. Yeah. Similar but different. Yeah. So can you watch it and pick up the nuances and, and read the differences between the two? Right. It's tricky. Well, I mean, even just even just on language, like – English is a composition of so many other languages, right? Which is why we at, have like at least two words for the same thing. Yeah. But what we're really Metaphors doing, yeah, similes. yeah. But what we're really doing is we're creating so much nuance, room, so much room for nuance in our speech. Like, so people say, like, oh, English is like the hardest, dumbest language to learn. Yeah. Well, no, it's it, it's just because there's so much room for nuance, yeah. right? Because you could you could say the same thing in so many different ways and if you really get to the etym etymology of each word in that sentence it's like it's you, you could be saying hard. something slightly different and yeah. that that kind of malleability is not available in in most well actually i'll say any other language uh, russian maybe from my i don't yeah. know much about russian i'm not a language but, expert yeah, I'm Th just that's actually something cuz you see all the literature the classical yeah. russian literature it's like oh they have nuance yeah, yeah, yeah. They I'm not do. saying nuance doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm just saying nuance doesn't exist in the languages I've seen. Yeah, compared that, to other com, languages. Com, com, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The languages I think that were allowed to evolve naturally and exp are much more nuanced than the much more structured, yeah. like, like it, well, Hebrew. It, yeah. Modern Hebrew is not nuanced. Right. They have to add a lot of English or Arab words to right. add flavor to it because it was created yeah. on, in like the 1800s. Modern Hebrew. Yeah. Very simple, structured, grammatically. They're like, yeah. oh, Hebrew is the hardest thing to learn. I'm like. Grammatically, no. It's actually really right. simple language, and the average vocabulary in Hebrew for a conversation is a lot lower than the average vocabulary in a yeah. lot of other languages. Yeah, you start. That's why they throw English in and they throw the stuff in. I'm going to be learning modern Hebrew soon, actually. Yeah. Modern Hebrew, modern Greek, and I'm actually right now. I'm learning. I'm beginning to learn Latin. Yeah, that's so modernly useful. <laughs> well, useful I, for you. For one cuz I'll be going into a PhD program at some time in my life as yeah. soon as possible and you know a lot of schools they want you, you to You think know. you're better than me, doctor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, but I've been told I've had so many interviews with so many, you know, professional academics and they say, "Eh, the language thing, it's not that big of a deal anymore." It's like I think that's bullshit. Yeah. Because I I think for you to truly if you want to be a globalist person you need to understand the nuance at least understand how the language yeah. works so you yeah. can realize there's a miscommunication yeah. issue going on yeah yeah they don't require you to be able to be fluent they just need you to understand the basic grammar and of latin of any of you can pick you can pick an assortment of ancient uh, of of dead and alive languages yeah. basically um and as long as you are able to with a dictionary beside you yeah. read yeah. and understand yeah. then that's that's suitable if you understand the language but i'd like to little... be able to speak fluently yeah of course yeah if you understand the language even a little bit you understand the culture a lot better because it yeah. actually alters how you think and and, and perspective and and People who don't, a lot of these Karens don't speak another language. They're just like bored white suburb yeah. people or rich, like Nancy Pelosi, like God just retired, you zombie. Um, they're just, they don't under, like, that's actually one of the things they got wrong about Russia is like, you see how Trump handled it and you, you see how the Democrats handled it. Yeah. And the joke that me and my son was under Obama, Crimea invaded under Trump. Under, under Biden, Ukraine invaded. Right. Like, 
Right. Because he went to them and he, even though like Trump speaks like a fool, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. But he understands. Putin thought he was a crazy person who was ready to do anything yeah, at any and you moment. Know what, that's you don't an, mess with which someone Which basically like that. showed Putin has his lines that he won't cross. If yeah. he thinks this is going to go to full-out war, he wasn't going to do it. Right. Is basically the message. Trump probably in private said, I will do it. Don't fuck with me. And Putin's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, he will. Yeah, exactly. Versus Obama and Biden. He's like, yeah, you're going to move your red line again, idiot? Yeah. Come at me, bro. He's yeah. not stupid. Yeah. Right. And I feel bad for the Ukrainians, but I'm just like, when you really understand the culture and the geopolitics and the strongman, like we have to negotiate. They don't respect that. It's like on Klingon. Okay. If I don't punch him in the face and show him how strong and fearless I am, he's going to go to war with me. Yeah. I punch the Klingon in the face. Don't slap them. That's a war a declaration of war. But I punch him. You're right. like, ah, oh, man, you're strong. Like, oh, we won't go to war. That's how a lot of these guys cultures work. Yeah. If they think you're weak, they'll eat you alive. And you're actually applying Western ideologies to cultures that that's not how they think. No. And then you're calling the people who are saying, hey, that's not how they think racist, even though some of those people might actually understand the culture better than you, Karen. Like, yeah. it's just like you can't you play. They, they, they they're more like direct that they sense weakness and they'll they'll right. attack. Yeah. Right. You, people don't understand. Like, it's not that they think the way you do, but they just have a different opinion. No, like they literally think differently than you do. They they think they have a philo a different philosophy of about how one should think yeah. differently moral than you. So right. Moral it's like a little bit. It's it's. So example, yeah. Putin. Uh, if you well, actually, any topic you look at a historian on the same exact historical event from different countries, and their perspectives are similar but different enough that you're like, huh? Mm. Like I was watching some of these historical t t talking about other cultures and uh, in Japan and uh, or in other places, and you hear or a World War II document, one of those World War II in, in color thing, and when you hear the German historians talking about it, yeah. They're not, they're like, like, they're not like, oh, Hitler did nothing wrong. They're not like that, obviously. Mm. They're like, of course, he's a maniac. But the way they're, they're approaching the historical event is different. And you have to hear the, the things. It's like when you hear about Putin, you talk to the average Russian. They love him. Mm. Outside of St. Petersburg and Moscow, you have two metropolitan mm. places. That's where the academic elites are. That's where a lot of his resistance is. But what people forget is after the fall of the Soviet Union, it was chaos. The mobsters ran stuff. Former KGB people were doing all. And, you know, you had a few few presidents for a while. But until Putin came back in and took control, mm. it was chaos. So a lot of people and I'm like, man, those days, uh, those days in between the fall of the Soviet Union, and Putin were not good. How long has Putin been in 20, office? 20 years. Because fall was a full wow. fall. was like Berlin Wall. I can't imagine that. Yeah, like 89 Berlin Wall, 91 full collapse, I guess, give or take. And then um, early 2000s, he took wow. over. So like 10 years without Putin was chaos. And a lot of a lot of people remember that chaos. But as you know, in a yeah. North American perspective, is communism bad, which it is. It doesn't work, guys. Stop trying yeah, it. No, no, it's not because you didn't do it right. It just doesn't work because no. of human nature. Yeah. Um, it's, I, it's been tried and proven. So wrong you know on the right they're like <laughs> communism russia okay the cold war era mentality is needs to stop from everybody mm. the republicans were doing it forever and then the democrats started doing it the russian boogeyman the russian boogeyman russian boogeyman he just i think he just wants to be respected and to respect the fact that america doesn't there and also i think he's sick of the world economic forum and all these these 
globalist idiots. Right. Putin is sick of it. Yeah. You stay out of my country, motherfuckers, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, that's his thing. I love that. Now, he is a dictator. He is yeah. an authoritarian. Um, and there are certain topics that they don't tolerate. Like, they're not very friendly to the homosexuality no, no. there at all or other stuff. So if you're like, pro-gay marriage, therefore everything he does, but go talk to the average Russians. A lot of them don't culturally like that. Right. Now, as long as Putin is like, oh, if you're gay, you can leave. Now, from a Western perspective, it's like, no, that's evil. But it's as long as he's like, listen, we don't like it here, but you can leave the country and go somewhere else. Right. Well, that's very different than we're going to kill you. Totally. Right. Totally. But people can't see the nuanced difference between the two. Yeah. Because a lot of them leave. Yeah. Some of them don't. A lot of them do. Yeah. And it's like, that's not fair. Well, it's like, isn't that the advantage of having a quote globalized world is you can leave if you want to. Yeah. Right now, that's where we get into the politics of American borders. Like, I do think government should have the right to say you can and cannot come into this. Country. Absolutely. Exactly. Immigration is good. Let me clarify yeah. that. But it needs yeah. to be controlled and no. be reasonable. I don't believe in just free flow, no borders, no integration, no. nothing, because now your country is no longer going to be. And culture was. doesn't exist. Yeah. You need to be able you need to be able to keep certain people out and keep certain people in. Hey, you're a criminal. We don't want you here. Yeah, Sorry. You exactly. committed how many murders? Yeah. Nope, yeah, we don't want you yeah. here. Or you don't believe in private property. You yeah. don't believe in free speech. Yeah. You don't believe that the family unit is the core of civilization, and that citizens give people the the power. Which, by the way, that, top down. That's not just a Western value. That was everywhere. Yeah, the family unit. Yeah, historically. However, the thing with Black Lives Matter is originally on their website their excuse for their marxist group yeah they they saw these things as white ideas yeah therefore they need to be taken away your free speech is a white idea your your uh free market capitalism is a white idea i mean sure maybe that is like it was the reformers in europe in europe that invented capitalism yeah yeah sure no. you got us on that one okay but is that was that in Therefore, a bad idea. Well, you no. know, I was having a right? discussion with a, a native friend of mine briefly. He's, you know, very smart guy, very educated. And he changed my mind a little bit about what's going on in Native in Canada. Just, I don't hear about it. And he made some arguments that were really good. But he's like, the white man, he didn't say it like this, but it's, it's right. he's much more articulate than that. He's a white man, uh, you know, is, is warlike and all this. And they've history of wars are far more violent, even though he, he admits, yes, the natives used to kill each other for resource wars. So I'm like, good, at yeah. least you're yeah. being historically accurate. The noble savage is a lie. Like, right. Um, but I said to him, for whatever reason, the natives in North America just didn't develop technology fast enough. Right. And I said, that's the only difference. I fully believe only that had, difference. had natives. We developed, had a bigger stick. Yeah, we had a bigger stick. Had natives developed technology, they would have done the exact same Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Because we're all human. There's no virtue in lack of progress. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable even saying that because it's just, it, it amounts to a different set of values, right? Yeah. Like we, in, in Europe, we were valued competition and like outsourcing each other and uh capitalizing and like this is this is all developing as we approach the later m middle ages right um and then but that just wasn't the culture in elsewhere in the world it's right like uh genghis khan was not western and had one of the biggest empires ever because at the time his warfare technology was better yep there's the recurve bow on the ability to come in on mass on horseback and 
just go crazy like they did with the ability they basically had at that what would have been modern day tanks yeah if you think about it giant horses the ability to shoot off the horse full speed mid-stride run through crowds of people even shielded people yeah uh, move faster force. than everyone on mass you because up until then the western armies were marching on foot had he not got shot with an arrow it's a good chance he would have swept europe too wow but he got to the european edge of europe and he got injured and had to retreat and then it was never the same because he was that was their momentum right. and then they started building their empire the silk road all that stuff yeah and they're no longer warrior so they didn't have the ability to to maintain their huge borders back then anymore and it fell apart yeah but military he's asian he had the biggest empire ever yeah yeah so it's technology it's not white man it's people aren't thinking broad enough yeah imagine what would have happened if he swept europe mm-hmm. and other than that he just said better warfare technology but in many ways overall their technology wasn't that much better and even what he did, I think what he's spawned now a third of the whole world. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like it's crazy. But like I think we also need to get away from this idea that like so this is this is where I make right wing people angry. Mm-hmm. Is that I don't I don't I'm not convinced like on a moral basis if um de- acquiring wealth and giving uh, nullifying all forms of poverty is a good thing necessarily great so i think i think if when we because i've i've traveled a bit Mm -hmm. um i've been to really poor places Mm -hmm. and they're really happy like they're getting by and they're sometimes starving Mm -hmm. um and they don't live comfortable lives but they have tight families Mm -hmm. and they they don't they're not comparing them they don't live in all this anxiety that we've built up for ourselves so it's like what I but what I notice in like when we try to westernize a lot of other cultures it's like we're bringing all of this like capitalist anxiety into those worlds and now they're comparing themselves Well it's like you want to bring them knowledge and let them right. kind of work with it. Do what they want with it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So education will solve most problems but it's ground up from the household upward as I said before. Yeah. They need the fundamentals and then you kind of let, let them do their thing but what happens is we'll give you education if right we'll do this yeah yeah and that's not specific to the west and people need to stop saying that that's Mm. specific to anyone who wants more resources because if you think about everything is just about resource allocation right and the communist ideology is well the resources are distributed equally but that just doesn't seem to work for whatever reason maybe it is a universal bell curve model that some people will be better and will have more some people will have less not better as in they're better human just mm-hmm. better at acquiring resources mm-hmm. um and a lot of people i'm sorry are not capable they're just yeah not. no it's true they're just not now you will have more violence and you will have a worse time when you cram people together in poverty ghettoization bad uh, cramming people with lower education and nothing to do bad. It will create a violent thing, which is counter to what the goals of say, the state of religion was trying to do is reduce that collective violence. So first of all, when you have to accept a few things, not everyone is good at stuff. Mm-hmm. Some people are better. You just need to accept that. You shouldn't treat everyone like crap. Like I did make an observation about the States and here is I noticed that poor people here or people living on the streets, homeless people are a lot better off here 
mm. than in the state. Yeah. Because they can go get medical treatment. Yeah. And I noticed as a general rule, they're far less violent because mm. they're getting some help mm-hmm. than in the States. They're very aggressive. I found homeless people in the States very aggressive, like mentally ill homeless, very aggressive, whether because they're in pain, whether because they're hungry, whether because they need meds. Well, they get that here. Still living on the streets, which is a whole different problem. So you do need some level of like, okay, this group of people is just, for whatever reason, home life, mental state, not capable. And we want to take care of them so that they're not living in squalor on the downtown east side because that's not good for anybody. Mm -hmm. When you start thinking like a progressive, well, they're human beings too. They can do what they want. No. I have no problem building a camp with washroom facilities and heat and stuff for them to go there. But they need to go there. And Mm -hmm. two things are going to happen is they're probably going to trash the place without... How do you make it without being a prison if they're just going to trash the place? And how do you make it so that they get the resources they need? Some people just can't live on their own. Mm -hmm. So you need to help these people. Mm -hmm. You cannot say they need help, but they need to be able to run around doing whatever they want. That's what progressives are saying. That's not how this works. Yeah. So you do need... Some people need the support. But everyone else, it's like... I, I would I I, mean, I want to respond to your one of your first premises there, which is that it's it's in places where there's more densely um, impoverished people that creates more violence. Is that would you? Would it you agree? is would on you... the basis that even without impoverty, there is a higher energy. So people actually okay. they've measured that people walk faster in a place like New York than they do in rural towns. So it's a collective energy thing. So if you take it from a universal perspective, okay. it, you right. know, the energy and the poverty and the desperation will create, even if it's small violence, it will get worse. Okay. So I want to, I want to counter that with what I've seen and heard, you know, people even like Jordan Peterson talk about, where it's not poverty per se, but it's rather poverty in the midst of, of disparity, um, difference, right? Where you have a po- yeah. impoverished population amidst and surrounded by a, a wealthy population mm. right that actually is what creates more violence which is true because it the violence often happens on the fringes a lot mm. like if people think new york new york has been violent for a long time that new york ghettoized itself historically with jews living here blacks living here irish living here mm. and i remember someone saying that the violence happened on the fringes where there's cultural differences mm. Because it's a territorial, it's same sort of thing. So, and if we go back to sort of a physics or like high pressure to low pressure, high pressure to low yeah. pressure, the, everything moves like that. Yeah. Right. So I don't have, uh, it's like, I want, I want, I want, they want to bo- boil over and they see, and then that everyone wants to always naturally balance that out. But you have to remember true balance is zero and that equals nothing. So this idea that everything equals out and we all have the same, it fails because right. that's just not how this universe work no at any level yeah right so again you want to bring up the worst but then you want to encourage people everyone is able to do the best how do you do that you give everyone the problem solving skills early education early some people are sorry not that smart they're just not going to do it some people will excel everyone should be productive but they need the skills right and they need what i find capitalism one of the biggest issues is actually progressive red tape we need more rules and regulations Mm mm-hmm and it's gotten to the point where that actually makes capitalism and free market fail because I can't do anything on my own merit anymore. I need permission. I need this. I need that. I need these fees. I need this license. Now, you do want yeah. some level of that so people aren't being crazy killing people. 
it's like the cost of living in Vancouver, like one third of the property, the housing cost is because of red tape and paperwork and standards and this and that. And it's to the point of absurdity now. Mm -hmm. That's not helpful. No. And and they say this is now they're finally admitting. I mean, yes, foreign ownership is an issue. And I can make examples where rich people from one are going to another buying up property causes a problem. So people need to stop pretending like that's not a thing. But they also have a supply issue. People aren't building enough. Well, why aren't people building enough? You don't think builders don't want to make money building stuff and selling it? They'd mm -hmm. love to. Mm -hmm. So why don't they? There's no incentive. Right. Too much red tape. Well, if I build these rental units for you, it's a pain in the ass. So I don't want to build these rental units for you because then I have to manage it. And guess what? You dickheads have given uh, tenant rights to the point where a tenant can burn down your property. This is extreme hyperbole. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I've, we've, I've had tenant issues. And arbitrarily. The tenants can like, act like lunatics, wreck your goddamn property. So why the hell would anyone want to have a building, manage it, and have tenants who have zero responsibility for managing, taking care of this property at my expense? Yeah. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. Our landlords, it's funny. We have a good relationship with them. Um, but they said, like, yeah, like, you guys are the first couple that's like not been, wrecking the been awesome. Yeah. And so after you guys leave, which is whenever you want, we're we're not going to rent it yeah. out. To and it's to the point yeah. where you've made it. I don't want to rent to anyone anymore. It's right. such a nightmare. Yeah. Actually, use use uh, Airbnb because it protects you. Right. Rent through Airbnb. So all these don't allow Airbnb rentals and apartments is like that was a terrible. That was the way people got legal and financial protection from bad tenants yeah. through a third party. It's basically rental insurance if you use Airbnb. They pay a lot of money every year <laughs> for damaged property. It's actually insane. Um, so as an owner, renter, I have, or owner, I'm screwed if there's any problems. Right. The renter has all the rights, even if it's their fault. Oh, they don't pay? Uh, I have a mortgage to pay, dude. I can't kick them out? No. Yeah. And then, because you know, my uncle used to be in property development, he was telling me back in like the 60s and 70s, you'd get like a doctor who has like disposable income and they could afford to build a, you know, 10 or 20 unit rental unit and hire a manager to run it. There was tax incentive to do so. Wow. And then they got, away, got rid of it and they put all these rules and these regulations and all of a sudden the only people who can build anything are billion dollar companies. And why the hell would I want to build a rental unit that I now have to manage and deal with all this nonsense mm -hmm. at my expense? Why do I want to do that? Right. So now the cities are just bribing people. Like you want to build your tower there. It's got to have this, yeah. which is a middle ground. You got to have some rental units and uh, commercial and you got to have this. And they're like, Hey, we'll give you the permits to build if, but you see that permit becomes, it's like a barrier now yeah because in order for me to deal with the permitting process i also need a shit ton of money so yeah. if i don't have a shit ton of money already i can't even build the rental units that i want to build yeah because i need all these permits and all these rules and all these regulations yeah and that's the part of the left and the political ideology like the ndp in canada is they're too much for government control it's like you guys need to get out of the way because guess what government is not good at doing stuff no you need to let people who are capable do it and your job as the government is to act as an arbitrator hey no you cannot pollute the river well why not because you can't it's affecting everything around it you can't do that if you do right. that we're gonna your company can't operate here anymore. right that's their job 
and control what foreign influences are coming in and yeah. raising prices for us. Too. Also, I think government should one of their jobs should be preventing private industry monopolies. Yeah, I'm OK with that. Break up monopolies. They end up making them. <laughs> yeah. And BC with right? that stupid insurance company. It's like it's an absurd. I'm, I'm so against monopoly. I don't care what you are for the nature we need the variety for progress to happen i almost don't care what as a provincial candidate whoever you are if if Get you, ICBC is if, a monopoly if if you have anything on your agenda and i don't believe in it but you plan on getting rid of icbc yeah. i'm voting for you here's <laughs> the thing this is this is how this argument goes but if it's not a, mon a monopoly it will fail what then it's not a good model and you're, that means you were running it like shit before and you were kept running it like shit, like CBC. You're running it like shit. You're doing stuff nobody wants. It's going to fail. Well, that's why we have to have a monopoly. Or you change how you're I've running it. I've never heard that. I've never heard anyone say it's, that. It's, an, it's, it's, it's why this stuff fails. <laughs> because as soon as you open it up to people who are more capable... And then they'll say, well, we can't afford to pay the best people to come here because the taxpayer and voter won't allow it. I'm like, well... We, mm. we, I'm okay because what does a taxpayer do? You're paying the executive how much? Right. Well, if you want the talent, exactly. you got to pay the money. 90% of these fees uh, of these of our taxes of what is in a budget for anything that the government, you know, it has its hands in. Yeah. It's all administration. It's like, all bloated it's, nonsense. It's People nonsense. who don't know what they're doing. I, anyway, I used to sell paint at a paint store and we would have city contractors, right, yeah. come in, for, like would paint lines in the street. And it's like, I know how much that, you know, barrel of paint costs. It's yeah. like $90, yeah. right? And they're charging, they're going to use that whole barrel of $90 paint to paint the street. And it, they're charging like $15,000 or something. Like it's ridiculous yeah. the way that people can get away with because they know that if, if the, even if the government is your client, Right. Yeah. Even if the government is oh, your client, the system. Yeah. you can just it's an infinite pool of yeah. money. Almost. It's, a, it's because the government workers are not good at what they do and don't know what anything is worth. And they yeah. get conned. Now, some of it is intentional. Trudeau and his, his uh, allegedly all his people are just fucking money laundering our taxpayer dollars to their friends. Yeah. Um, which needs to be stopped. But it's just like you're hiring people who don't know what they're doing, don't understand the value of anything. And are like, yeah, that seems about reasonable. Like, and, I've, and I've had people quote me insane shit for stuff. I'm like, I don't think it should cost that much because yeah. I've done it before. And I'm like, I kind of know what cost should be. Right. What I forget. I've had these situations sure. happening. And it's just like governments becomes a mediocrity that's built on trying to just maintain itself and they keep hiring mediocre people who because who want quality people go to the private industry because it pays more and the government can't pay people to get the talent because then they don't show up or then the taxpayer yells at them and like what are you doing and it's this vicious cycle of just everyone has no clue what the hell's going on and what they're doing and then it just ends up in squalor and destruction because the whole system mm. collapses due to incompetence right yeah <laughs> Anyways, I don't know about you. I'm getting a little tired from talking for so I, long. You know what? It's perfect timing because yeah. I think I got I got to go pick up my wife now. Yeah, it's yeah. literally perfect. So <laughs> as a uh, proud member of a small fringe minority, That's is right. there any last things that you wanted to put out there? That, I mean, we can't go into too much detail because you got to go pick up your wife. But sure. uh, anything you really want to get into? Yeah. Well, if I may have a short monologue. Um, this is a momentous time. In, in Canadian history and in the and in world history, frankly, because we are shedding the facade of our globalist, you know, 
shadow alliance that's happening around the world with the World Economic Forum, etc. All because some dumb, uneducated, top of the bell curve, normal ass people decided to drive big loud trucks and honk their big loud horns. Um, and so I would say, please, the first thing everyone should do is to really sit down and think about what makes you, you, who are you? What are you? What does it mean to be you and to fulfill those things? I think freedom is, is essential for that. Um, and you need to hold everybody who puts themselves above you or wh whoever you put above yourself, uh, to those standards of allowing you to be exactly who you are because it's exactly who they are, a human being. So be free and take advantage of this opportunity. I'm so tired of people sitting in the background and watching things happen. Um, because what real, what real, how real change occurs is when you actually do something and yeah, you're just one person, but what you do is you speak up. Now you have like a few other people listening to you and they feel like, Oh, that person believes what I believe. I'm not alone. So they start to feel the way you feel when you have that feeling, Oh, I'm not alone in this. And you start speaking out. Other people feel that too. And so now all of a sudden you have thousands and hundreds of thousands of people on Parliament Hill or in Washington, D.C., because, you know, we've finally broken through. It's taken a long time for Canada, uh, but we've finally broken through uh, and and no one needs to feel alone anymore. Um, you're not uh, your, your views of freedom uh, are not idiotic. They're not unimportant. Uh, and we need to take advantage and ride the wave. Um, so do what you can um, if you're listening to this and you are looking around the world and you, you don't like what's going on. It's just as simple as speaking up. Just speak up. I know it takes courage, but it's time to develop that courage no matter who you are. Um, and just a plug, uh, I have a podcast of my own where I get into uh, more so the Catholic stuff. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a studying graduate. Uh, in theological studies, going on to do a, a PhD afterwards. But I don't like things in the theological world to be super high up and academic and staunch or whatever. I like to get cultural with it. Uh, I add some, you know, real down-to-earth, um, millennial, generational kind of humor to things. Uh, so it, the point is is to kind of bring all of the cool theology of the Catholic Church down to, uh, down to you know, our level. Um, it's not just for high and mighty academics to sit around and smoke a cigar and drink some whiskey and ha ha ha. No, like we can actually apply this stuff to our lives. Um, and so my podcast is small. It's, it's just starting up, but it's called good sheep. And the reason that I'll, I'll say this too, I, I say good sheep because it's kind of like ironic where I don't want to be a sheep of the world. I want to be a sheep of Christ. He's my shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is part of the cringe that I'm getting at here. Yeah. So anyways, um, so just you can look at look me up on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Good Sheep. Um, I'm also on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> and Traitor. On, I know. And on TikTok is where it's super niche. If you're into like, okay, the idea of Catholic theological comedy super niche yeah it's super niche so like that's christian what's, rock that's it yeah <laughs> christian rock yeah well that's on tiktok there you go so just look me up on good sheep and uh i'll see you there 
Um, What's your TikTok handle? Good, good sheep ninety four. Good sheep ninety four. You want your other Instagram out there? You keeping that? Uh, no, you can do. Oh, and f- as far as I mean, it's on my Instagram, but I'm a contributor to uh, the BC Border Alliance yeah. um, on Instagram. Um, right now, we're just waiting to see what happens with what when it comes to Ottawa and even our local BC convoy. Um, so not much activity right now, just because of the week long invo- invocation of the Emergencies Act, right. but. When I am down there, I am a contributor to that uh, BC Border Alliance. So if you want to see the raw footage that that is happening, you know, on the ground at any of our local Vancouver uh, Lower Mainland protests, right. that's the account to follow for that on Instagram, BC Border Alliance. Cool. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Super fun. To understand that the small fringe minority isn't just a bunch of dumb idiots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Warriors Den podcast. If you like this podcast and our content, make sure you support us in the many various ways you can. The easy and free ways start with liking, subscribing, following, and leaving a positive review wherever you may be listening or watching. You're listening to the Warriors Den. Warriors Den. Brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga. Turning lambs into lions.